A good evening, everyone, and welcome to another fantastic night of fandom access. I am your ever faithful host, AJ. Greetings and salutations. So, another big show tonight. We got Daryl Dixon, Wheel of Time, AHS Delicate, Ahsoka, Invasion, and The Changeling. And as soon as Karen gets here, we're going to get started on AHS, as Jamie is running a tiny bit late tonight. So, um, something we don't talk about on the show, but I've been enjoying immensely, as I'm sure everybody who watches it is enjoying, um, Gen V, um, which is the spin-off of uh, The Boys. So... That is a lot of fun. That's on uh, Prime. For those who don't know, if you like the boys, go watch Gen B. And Karen is here. Yay! Good evening, Karen. Hello. Good evening. How are you, AJ? Good. How are you tonight? I'm doing okay. Thank you. Uh, I have to actually go to work tomorrow to an office. Uh, oh, so. no. Uh, I know, right? It's been a long time since I, and my new office is like over an hour away from my house. So I'm already in my PJs. (laughs) Lucky you. I get my PJs as soon as I get, I'll be honest with you, unless I've got something I'm specifically doing when I get home, I get my PJs as soon as I walk in the door. Like 530, put on your PJs. (laughs) Something like that. That's great. That's awesome. Yeah. Ah, that's fantastic. Well, you know what? I I did podcast Tuesday night. I went to work the next day for like 10 years, right? So I can handle it. I can do this. I can do this. (laughs) I can make it work tonight. It's funny because for years, I've always tried to schedule my day off as Wednesday. Ah, so you can do podcast and then do a solid night afterwards. Smart. Yeah. Well, not that, you know, not, you know, it's, it's actually, it's actually funny. Not that it's any different um, because I still have to get up Wednesday and take care and deal with the kids. <laughs> so it's just well, like, yeah. it's not yeah. really, it's not, it's, it's like, but you know what it is? It's like, if I'm a little tired, I don't have to go to work. <laughs> I just deal with the kids and then I can chill. Yeah. Not that I kids can not. chill half the time because I'm, when, kids are Wednesdays are generally my, my, my day to do the shit around the house, so. Mhm. Yeah. So, well, uh, we're going to start without Jamie, right? She's going to join us a little later. Yeah. Yeah. She's going to be here a little later. Um, so we will start with, um, I figure we'll start with American Horror Story Delicate because that's something that we can fill the time and uh, not care too much about. Okay. Um, oh, you know what, though? Real quick. And I'm, we'll mention mm-hmm. it again when Jamie gets here. I'm sure she probably already knows, but Quantum Leap uh, is back tomorrow. Uh, Quantum Leap is back tomorrow. Surreal Estate is back tomorrow. And Loki is back on Thursday. Yes. I thought, no, I, thought, I think week. Loki's Friday. Oh, is it Friday? Okay, Friday. I think it's Friday. I think it's Friday. You're right. At any rate, we've got three shows back this week, so we need some things to end. <laughs> to clear some room on our podcast <laughs> calendar, right? Well, oh, actually, God. I think um, well, Ahsoka next um, this next week. this coming yeah, t- tomorrow is well, t- actually an hour ago uh, is Ahsoka's finale. Um, right. I think Invasion ends this week too. 
I could be wrong. Yeah. I, I actually lost track of it. Next, you know what? I honestly tomorrow is episode seven, so I think there will be one more after okay, that. Okay, yeah, oh, I, I, I lost. I lost. At least eight. Of we will, no. right? Oh, I know what it is. I, I was wrong. Show Wheel of Time ends our next podcast will be the oh, last yeah. Wheel of Time already. Invasion might even have ten. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think Invasion has ten. Changeling, yeah. I think, only has eight, but I don't remember. Yeah. 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 So something. I can't keep Yeah. Anyway. So uh, anyhow, American Horror Story. Um, yeah. I don't know about you, but I, I think I'm over American Horror Story. Um, it just, I feel like it's run its course, and there's still two more seasons at least. Um, I still think the idea is great. I think part of it for me um, is, uh, oh, crap, what's her name? Roberts. Emma uh, Roberts. Emma Roberts, yeah. She's the... She's the only actor this season from any other season. Oh, no. I, I always, oh, no, no, I'm sorry. Dennis O'Hare plays her doctor. But right. other than that, there's nobody. You know? And I get it. I mean, after doing, you know, I mean, what's the season 12? So I get it mm-hmm. that a lot of these people, you know, they, they have other stuff going on and everything. And I get that. I, I, I'm sure that uh, Evan Peters is burned out from all the stuff he's been doing. Um. But I don't know, I just, it doesn't have, and the fact that this is the first season where it's based on a novel, um, which is something unusual for Ryan Murphy, because usually he does a lot of original stuff, especially with AHS. So, I don't know. I just feel like this, so the show itself, it just seems like everybody is out to get her, and that she's crazy, or or that she's crazy, one or the other. (laughs) And I'm just not finding that very intriguing. Yeah, so, you know, this season is based on a novel. Um, the novel is called Delicate Condition, and it's by a woman named, uh, what's her name, Victoria Jackson? Her name is, let me get her name real quick. Um, but it's based on, you know, basically, uh, I mean, basically the same story, right? It's a story about um, Danielle Valentine. That's her name, the one who wrote it. Uh, it's yeah, you know it's basically right. the story we're watching, and it in turn is loosely based on Rosemary's Baby, um, which uh, like a million things have been based on Rosemary's Baby. There's like so many yeah. like stories about a woman like giving birth to an Antichrist. In fact, we had a whole season of this called The Antichrist, right? Yes, uh, we did. Right? Was, was it called Antichrist? <laughs> there was a whole season called Antichrist. Uh, it kind of makes me wonder, like, where the story is going because. We have seen the pregnancy thing on AHS before, right? Like we've seen it. Uh, I mean, we've seen uh, and we've seen like weirdo children, and we've seen. Remember, like the one, the vampire one, where the wife was kind of crazy, oh. and the daughter they turned to vampire, right? What was that called? Was that last season? They were, the, they were living in the winter in a house red, in Cape Cod or something. Yeah, red, red, red tide. Red tide, yeah. And then, of course, there's the whole business with. Antichrist with is his name Michael, you know. Um, Michael, yeah, Michael. Michael, like we've had, we've had, we haven't had this exact story, but it's like a horror trope for a reason, right? That AHS has danced around. Yeah. Um, but the, I mean, the book was supposed to be good, so I mean, I haven't read it, of course, but we'll have to see where it goes. But I've read that it's basically the same story: a woman who's like, okay, she's like supposed to, like, so Emma Roberts is a little bit young. 
uh, not that young women can't have fertility challenges, but, uh, but like, would an older actress trying to get pregnant and campaigning for an Oscar have a different level of tension? Because like, like a fading actress, like Emma, they've, they've changed a little and made Emma Roberts, her character Anna, is like really on the cusp of stardom, right? They've like flipped the story a little bit and she's very young and her career is just exploding. Um, which is kind of funny to me that they made it like, you know, when she goes in the red carpet and there's this other actress who's like the younger, new flavor of the mom. Yeah. Who's like her competition. And I was kind of like, wait, Emma Roberts is like super young and they're positioning her as like being washed up and being pushed out of the way by this young person. But at the same time, like, like when she's with her publicist, Kim Kardashian is like, I don't know. Anyway, that thing with her career I don't know. So are you so are you like not feeling the psychological like drama and like tension it, of her of yeah, her um Exactly. Yeah, it's not grabbing you like the I, I feel like, like it's supposed to. I feel like it's that we've seen it before and that we've seen it a yeah. bunch. And, I mean, it's, it's pretty, yeah, I mean, it's pretty straightforward. I mean, it seems like, I mean, the husband constantly looks, uh, just, he always has this look on his face, like, oh, here she goes again, type of, you know. You know what? He had that look on his face, and isn't that, um, isn't that Logan from Gilmore Girls? Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> right? he had, you know he what, you're that... right. He, he did have that look on his face a lot with Rory. <laughs> <laughs> He did, and who can blame him? Uh, but yeah, he's like I. I get what you're saying. Like it's kind of not really getting me either. Like getting me really like the. Uh, I don't know. Like it might be because like I, I'm watching simultaneously another show that changeling where, where a, a pregnant woman, a, a new mother is getting weirdo text messages that disappear. No, that's and when she tries to show it, but it's kind of the same thing, right? Like she's getting these text messages that disappear and she's having all this weird experience <sighs> and her husband thinks she, it's not the same, but it's similar and done better. There you go. Uh, done better. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, uh, yeah, it's not – I'm not feeling – you know, there are times we watch this show, and it's like the second episode, and I'm like, AJ, this is too scary. I don't know if you can watch, if I can watch it. And you're like, chill out. Just yeah, this scary. This ain't and scary. This is not scary, and it's not creepy. You know, I guess there's a little bit – I did have a conversation with you that I was like, well, like, do you think it's – do you think it's – um psychological? Do you think it's supernatural? Do you think another human is trying to mess with her? And – do you care either way? Right. And I, I don't, <laughs> yeah. it's not grabbing me enough to really be like, Ooh, do you, who do you think is sending the message? Do you think it's Concordia? Do you think it's Siobhan? Yeah. Do you think it's this one? Do you think it's that one? It's not like, it's just not, it's it, like, it's not stirring in me a curiosity to see what happens. No, me neither. Um, and, and, and I don't know if and you noticed, but, yeah. This, this, I was just going to say, the second episode, it's only 32, 38 minutes long. Like, yeah, the first sure. episode was, like, your, your normal 45, 
and the, and then 38, I was like, what's, you know, like, I, I get yeah. it. Sometimes that's all you need to tell that part of the story. Um, mm-hmm. But I don't know. I just feel like two episodes in and I'm just kind of like, I'm watching it because it's American Horror Story. Well, and I feel like the show went out of its way this week to make Anna less sympathetic when she basically kills that woman and leaves her bleeding in the bathroom to go accept her award, right? Did that even happen, though? Well, okay, so then it, so we don't know if it happened because later the police, like, there's there's nobody in the bathroom, right? They go in the bathroom because she starts vomiting black tar, um, (laughs) which might not have happened either. Like, did she really vomit no, that that, car? Because that was, that, was a, that was another time that he rolled his eyes when she started puking on stage. And he was like, oh. <laughs> right? Like, but, so it doesn't matter if it happened or not. What what matters is that, like, the woman cracks her head and is bleeding, and Anna's like, oh, they're calling my name. I better run up on the stage, right? Like, it's a very callous and unsympathetic moment for her like it it makes me like I mean it casts her her ambition a little bit differently I think right like you would literally step over a dead or dying person and not be like oh my god there's a terrible accident like she fell you know you didn't have to admit that you pushed her right because no one was in there although I guess but you didn't admit it you could just be like oh she you know she slipped and fell or whatever like who knows uh, I mean, the way women are walking around in those high heels at events like that, it's surprising more people don't fall and crack their head, right? It, I just mm-hmm. feel like like she's the her- the protagonist, and there's that moment where I'm like, oh, she's not really that great a person after all, right? Um, yeah, it's it's usually that you know you try to sympathize with the, the that person, not be like, oh, I don't care about her because she just let this woman crack her skull. Yeah. But, I mean, and so it could be she's – so apparently Cara Delevingne might or might not exist either, right? Like, after she starts – Well, I think she she clearly exists because that uh, probe didn't get all bloody by itself. I know, but you know the part where they're like, nobody by that name works in this hospital. Well, yeah. See, that I don't doubt. But I think that could be a situation where – Whatever, whoever she is or working for or whatnot, just moseyed uh, okay. her way in. You know what I mean? It is very easy on TV for you to just steal scrubs and walk around oh, and yeah. practice medicine. Like, people do all the time Absolutely. on TV, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, like, she's a real person, and she snuck in and, like, did this to Anna for whatever reason. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. I'll buy it. Um I'm still not sure. I don't know. Like, could it be just humans who hate her are trying to stop her from getting pregnant, or is it a supernatural deal? Like, who knows? There's a bunch of weird stuff going on, like the part where, you know how someone broke into Anna's apartment and wrote, yeah. on, the, wrote on the mirror, like, I forget what they wrote, you're a bitch, whatever they wrote, I forget, right? And, like, the next day, Kim Kardashian comes over, and and she's like, why is this on the mirror? Oh, it won't come off. So, first of all, I don't believe that it won't come off. But if it won't come off, why didn't you throw it away and buy it? Like you, like you, and you, like what? Why did they buy a new mirror? Right? Like, 
Yeah. That was weird. And is that bad writing or is that on purpose because Emma Roberts is being weird and keeping it actually, right? Or like because there's this part of it where is she doing some of this herself, right? Like, yeah, there's all these things always happening. Like she leaves the – she leaves the progesterone out on the table. Did she or didn't she? Did someone rip the, you know, like, is she possessed? Does she have a split part? Like, what's co- could she be doing it herself? I don't know. Maybe yeah, don't well, I think, that's, I think that's part of what they're going for, is we're supposed to question it and wonder if, but I just, I feel like she can't be imagining it. I mean, that's, that's a lot to, I mean, then again, the, the woman in the bathroom, there was nobody there. But on the flip side, I mean, I almost hope she is imagining everything because on the flip side, um, if she's not, the only alternative for some of this stuff is that, or it could be a little bit of both. Maybe she's imagining stuff because of the stuff that's happening to her. But if she's not imagining it, do you know how many people have to be in on this? Like, you know, say she actually, she's not imagining it. She killed that woman. That's a big cover-up. And I always, and I I feel like. Cover-up, yeah. Yeah, well, that's what I'm saying. I think that might be with it, if it is supernatural because yeah. I don't know. I always feel like the hus the husband and the doctor they're always giving each other sideways glances, right? And, yeah, like they're in you know, it, right? And it's and it's and it's very deliberate and obvious, which makes me question if it's actually you know. It's, I don't know. I don't know what to make of it yet. Yes, and then he also seems to be like you know how he hangs out with his dead wife's best friend. Uh, who says all these yeah. mean things all the time, and he's yeah. always yeah. like, they're, they're like, oh, um, uh, good news, we implanted the the embryo. He's like, great, I gotta take a call from Talia, and he like runs away. He's always like, oh, I got like at these very intimate, yeah. important moments with his wife. He's like, oh, she's calling me. Hang on, right? Like he, it seems like they could be in on it together. Also, the doctor, you're right. The doctor's super creepy, and he's always giving these meaningful glances and, and everything he says is just a little bit cryptic, right? Um, or like I, almost, is that... I almost feel like he, the husband, like he is using her as an incubator, which is ironic considering the fact that she's having trouble getting a baby. Like, could he be <laughs> so, trying to, maybe is he not. trying to clone his, like he's trying to clone his dead wife or something, but that would be super creepy. Something. I, yeah, I feel like this whole thing has something to do with the dead wife, especially since mm-hmm. apparently this, 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 uh, what is he, a, what is he, a photographer or what the hell does he do? He runs an art gallery, I think, or something. Art gallery. That's art okay. Gallery okay. Art, yeah, yeah. Art, art gallery. Yeah. Okay. So this new artist that he's featuring apparently bears a striking resemblance to his dead wife. Oh yeah. Yeah. And there was that, there was a weird moment at that um, gallery opening where Anna runs down to be with him. And then she has this like psycho moment and he gets really mad. And oh yeah. Says, like, this is my night. You can't do this. Like, like, you know how she, he's like, oh, we talked about it. You weren't going to come. And she's like, we never talked about it. And then then he gets mad and he's like, you're, basically he's mad that she's stealing attention from him, right? And I, yeah. I thought it showed, like, there's this re- level of resentment he has for her, which is not good in people trying to have a baby, right? Um, yeah. But, <laughs> yeah, I feel like he's, I feel like he might be in on it. And then, like, the whole Thing with Siobhan, the publicist, how they met in a fertility support group makes me think like 
she could be in on it or or it could be her she could be like jealous or something right i have to say yeah i'm i'm lost on the whole thing I have, I have to say i mean i've talked about how the ryan murphy stunt casting annoys me and i was really had a lot of trepidation about kim kardashian being in this but and and look she's not a good she's done other things that she was not a good actress in but like this role was like written for her and she's perfect in it, right? And her yeah, acting is not, even not bad, the worst really. thing about it. Yeah, she's she's no. really not the, she's not the worst <clears throat> the worst thing of it. However, I will say in the scenes with her, I I'm not paying all that much attention to what's happening <clears throat> because I'm sorry, her lips are so big, all I could see <laughs> are her lips. <laughs> and I'm just like she's staring had- at her going I'm like, why? She's had a lot of fillers, and the makeup they're putting on her with the lip liner, you know. Well, yeah, well, yeah them, I mean, but, and I think that's what it is, too, because there's so, and they're like, like, the lipstick they've got on her has been, like, brown, and it, sta- it really stands out. So it's like they're all, so they're making us focus yeah. on it. Yeah. But, you know, she gets a lot of really good lines. Like, she has all these really funny zingers all the time, right? And she really, uh, I mean, it's one of the more entertaining parts of the show because, it is a little, it is a little bit of a dread, like from the moment, from the first moments of the show, Anna, the Emma Roberts character, has been like totally struggling, suffering, put upon, like there's not one happy moment in her life ever so far, right? Like even when she wins yeah. the award, then she pukes black goo, which is kind of <laughs> like, I, I feel like that didn't happen or maybe the rest of the world saw normal puke and we saw black goo. Right. Or, um, uh, I mean, there maybe she saw black, that are, maybe we're only seeing what she sees. Yeah. And she saw black. There are some goo. Things, yeah. Right. Cause there are other things that are weird in the show. Like when she got those progesterone suppositories in that box, which that's not what they are. I'm sure. Because the doctor said, Oh, I make them special here in the office. Right. Like what? You can't just make yeah. a bunch of like, medicine in your office but he's like oh no but we keep them here and they're Early in like ten. this beautiful they're in this beautiful clear box right and then like, yeah, like this the mini other doctor crate. yeah and then kim kardashian's like oh you should start taking some b12 look i got it right here in my office like she also and that yeah. also was weirdly packaged right well not only was like, it weirdly packaged that whole scene was weird she's like oh look i have some b12 here you go take this one now and anna's like are right? you sure about this i don't want to hurt you know and then she, like, basically, like, she, like, stares at her till she drinks it at that moment, which is very an awkward scene. And you know what? Not for nothing. I know. Come to think of it, ironically, come to think of it, she drinks that B12, and then she has the miscarriage later. Well, if she did, like, they didn't 100% confirm it was a miscarriage, right? Like, we assume it's a miscarriage. No, you're or... right. They did, not, they did not confirm it. But I don't know. I mean, she was priority. <laughs> Damn it. Damn she dog. was bleeding everywhere, and she and her husband were kind of like, yeah. Oh, they say it was a boy, right? Like, don't they say it was a boy? Yeah. Like, they do say that. Yeah, they implied. Yeah, they they Yeah, because she said Why? she wanted to know, and they're like, that's not a good idea. And then she's like, yeah. I want to know. So they implied yeah. it, that she had a miscarriage. Uh-huh. Now, maybe, now, whole... who knows? Maybe she didn't, and they took the baby from her. Well, yeah, right? Because it would be very small. I mean, granted, you see that. Did I was just going to say, dress? granted, the baby <laughs> wouldn't be very big, but. <laughs> she wasn't even, like, 
She's only like 11 days pregnant. Remember, they were like, we can't tell you're pregnant until yeah, it won't be yeah, on a right. test until day 11. And then that pregnancy test did not look like a normal pregnancy test. Like it was, it had a light in it, right? Like it was a elect battery powered pregnancy test. Like it lit yeah, up neon. Like, I don't know, everything on this show that has to do with the medical part of it is so highly stylized that I'm like, is this just because it's Ryan Murphy land or is it because Emma is perceiving things like not in a normal way? Yeah. Like that doctor is a creepo, but we never see that doctor outside of Emma. Like we never see him except in an interaction with Emma and the husband, right? Like, yeah. Could it be that she's just, I don't know. I don't know. We've actually yeah, talked about the, the show way longer than it deserves. Yeah. That, that's the problem. We don't know. Well, we're waiting for Jamie. <laughs> that's why we're still I talking know. about it. I know. Maybe we should move on to start up something new. Um, um, although she'll probably be here in a few minutes now. We'll start talking about Ahsoka, and then she'll pop in. Okay. Um, I have some frustrations with Ahsoka this week. Okay. Uh, and I'm... I, I think it's because I did not watch the the two previous shows, Clone Wars and Rebels, right? Because to me, the finding finding Ezra Bridger, which we did at the end of last week's episode, and then the fight with him, and and like when Ahsoka comes and she hugs him and everything, and it, it felt flat to me. And I think it's because they did not adequately sell to me the relationship between these three people and how much they love him. I also find Thrawn to be a little bit flat and not that scary and menacing, and I think it's because I just think Dave Filoni assumes that I know all of this and I'm invested, and if I'm a new fan, I don't think he really cares. He thinks I'll buy a ticket to his movie whether this lands or not for me. Ha, there we go. It worked. <laughs> Jamie, Jamie's here. Hi, Jamie's here. All right. Yeah, well, Hi, Hi, Jamie. Here. Hi. We know you, you so well. Hot, huh? No, it's okay. No, it's funny because you weren't you weren't here yet. You weren't here yet. And we were we were done talking about AHS. So I was like, let's start talking about Ahsoka, and then she'll she'll show up. And we got like we started talking about Ahsoka <laughs> for like one minute, and there you were. <laughs> yeah, that's no, okay. <laughs> no, I was I had to stop. I had watched like half a little time, and then had to stop, and was trying to get back to the end of it. So at least I seen it before we talked. But we're, I'm good yeah. now. <laughs> Okay. All right. I've been my foot. I'm annoyed at my foot and want to throw that boot across the room. But other than that, okay. Yeah. Sorry about that. Thanks. So, pain in the butt. All right. So this will bring. You want to do Wheel of Time? Yeah. It, it's uh, well, why don't you guys? We can do Daryl Dixon. Oh, let's do Daryl. Let's do Daryl and then we'll. Let's do Daryl Dixon. Yeah. Okay. Daryl Dixon. Um, episode four called, I forget what it's called. It's called, um, I can find it. It's called, I don't know. I'm trying to get it in French. French. So I, can talk I can't speak it. French. It's called La Dame de Fée. I'm going to put that in Google Translate. La Dame de Fée. Or La Dame de Fée. I can't, I don't speak Dude, I took Spanish and I don't remember most of it. So I definitely don't know anything. I did too. Oh, so that is it's it that's French for Iron Lady. It is the local Paris nickname for the Eiffel Tower. Oh, oh, okay. That makes sense then. That makes sense. Why it's called that. 
Um, So, yeah. So this episode um, was, eh, I give it an eh, right? It was not fantastic. This show looks really good. We've talked about it a couple times, how, how it's been worth the money to shoot on location in Paris. And even when they're not, on location shot, things that are probably shot in a soundstage still look really good. The costumes are good. The acting is good. Like, it looks good. Story is a little, this week's story was a little, like, a bunch of stuff happened, and yet really nothing happened that really mattered, and a lot of it was predictable and stupid. Yeah, because right? it's like, funny, they're kind of back where they, I mean, not, not literally back where they were, but I mean, they're kind of like, like, they things happened, and then it kind of brought them back to the same issues, I guess. It's kind of the way I felt because they're still not um, able to go through. Because at the end, wait, I'm trying to see exactly where this ends here. Uh, it so it ends with, with Daryl oh, getting on the boat with Laurent. Okay, never mind. I take that back. I was thinking they couldn't get on the boat for some reason. Okay. So it ends with them getting on the boat, and Isabel's like, oh, I'll stay because uh, the only way to be sure you get out of Paris safely is for me to um, stay here with uh, – Quinn, which makes zero sense whatsoever. Um, right. And we can talk about that. Um, yeah. Clearly, Daryl, I think, is, is not okay with that. And I, I, I do remember, and it's granted now it's been a while since I've seen this, but I do remember him, like, saying that, didn't he say something like he didn't need it, that need to go that bad or something, like that he'd find another way or something like that? I forget what his wording was. but No, he, said, he, he says, said, like, she's like, I got to go back to Quinn, uh, and he's like, well, I'll go back with you. And she's like, no, no, you take, uh, you know, this business that Daryl is the only person who can get Laurent where he needs to go is kind of dumb. First of all, he didn't speak any French at all. Not one word. He can't say bonjour. He can't say anything, right? He can't say merci. And so that alone makes him really not an ideal escort. And, like, there's nobody like all these people that are part of her network have survived for 12 years and they're good fighters. We see them fight alongside Daryl. Like the idea that Dar- I get it that the story demands that he be shacked up with this kid and have to deliver him and run this errand, but it just, it, to them, it, it, just make, it doesn't make sense. Like story it doesn't really makes sense that you would be like, here's this guy walks in off the street and you're like, Oh yes, you're definitely like the chosen one to take my kid across the, you know, they don't know anything about him. She knows nothing about him. Like in a world where like, I don't know anyway, but whatever, it's the story. Um, and it makes more sense than Isabel staying with Quinn at the last minute. It makes more sense than Quinn like, still being obsessed with Isabel. Like, let's remember that she stole his car and left him for dead on the day of the, the apocalypse started, right? Like, everything over him with zombies, and she leaves him for dead. And he, they both assume each other are dead, go on their lives for 12 years, and it turns out that he's actually still in love with her to the point of force. Like, it's a, it's a real it's, – it's a real – I feel like I've seen this a hundred times where the mean guy wants to make the woman stay with him, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and she has to for the good of the child. Uh, I mean, that was it. I'm thinking of but that you're right. movie, The Book of Doesn't have right? to. It's no, not. she doesn't have to. And and in what way is it going to ensure they get out of the city safely? They're on the boat leaving with some very strong fighters. Like, and like, how is going back to Quinn gonna? And she's like, I'll find you when I know you got. Like, it doesn't really make any sense, right? 
and and it's all inferred. Like he never said to her, "If you stay, I'll let the kid go." He actually like because he actually Quinn seems to want. This is another thing that like happens in in TV and movies that makes no sense. Guy has no interest in a kid, and then the kid shows up, and he wants to raise the kid. He doesn't. He only wanted the kid mm-hmm. to force Isabel to stay with him. To right? force her to yeah, I, I guess she just figures that if she goes back, she can get him to do what she wants. But that you're right; it, it's inferred. She doesn't really know that. It's not. It doesn't make yeah. a whole lot of sense. But yeah, I don't know. If I was in love with you, supposedly, if you and I were dating, Jamie, and then you left me in the street and stole my car and left me beaten by zombies, I wouldn't like be. <laughs> I wouldn't for twelve years be like, oh, I wish you would come back. <laughs> I know, right? Well, that, all, all all of these characters are quite damaged, but uh, they way before they are. Um, they are, and and, yeah. and they did a good job of making us feel bad for his girlfriend Anna, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did feel bad until like this, like why are you doing this? And I, you felt, you know, that Daryl's like pissed off, like we just went through all this and now you're gonna go back. That's kind of like yeah, see him being annoyed. yeah, for um, not really any reason. Um, yeah. Um, now this is the one I, I was looking through, skimming through. Um, like the uh, this is the one the pigeon the pigeon guy, right? Is the pigeon guy gets it? Yeah, pigeon guy what, gets killed. Daryl, people need to listen to Daryl. That's all I gotta say. People need to listen to Daryl. Um, well, yes and no. They need to listen to Daryl, but they also just need to avoid Daryl because anytime someone from Alexandria shows up, every everybody's getting killed, right? Yeah, yeah, no, you're right too. You're right. Um, no. <laughs> I'm just trying to see what else do we got in this episode. We have the dream sequence at the beginning. Yes. What was with that Which, weird dream sequence? What yeah, was, that didn't even I mean make. I just look at it as it's a dream sequence, so I can. It, it doesn't really have to have meaning to me, but. I mean, it looks cool. I guess it's just kind of like like what his, is, I guess, is on his mind, that they're all kind of telling him that, that this kid is special and they act like he can survive. And I, I don't think he could, but I think it's just kind of him probably it playing out in his head, I guess. I don't know that yeah. I don't, didn't really find any specific meaning to it. But, I mean, it, it was a cool scene, the way they did They filmed it. It looks good. I mean, um, it was it was – it looked good. It made no sense. For a moment there, like, we thought it was real, right? And I'm like, wait a minute. This kid is going to pray the zombies away? Like, come on. Um, yeah, and, and then I think it turned... the only point of it, really, was just to surprise you. I mean, I don't think it had any other inherent value other than they wanted you at first to think it's happening. Um, yeah, because it's, it's not even... Yet. I mean, it's not really it, relevant. And it's, not, it's not a thing that Daryl believes in. Like, Daryl... Right. Daryl, like... Daryl's no way gonna fall for it. If that, if in the final episode, Daryl's like, "Yes, I believe he's the savior. I'm gonna smash my television set and <laughs> send a nasty letter to Scott Gimple," um, because it's not a thing that Daryl will ever believe, right? right? Daryl's not. There's nothing in Daryl's. I mean, talk about a guy who like, I don't want to say he doesn't believe in hope, but he believes in helping himself, right? And. Like, Daryl's not a guy who prays for help. Daryl makes a plan. Um, yeah. And then the yeah. dream morphs, and it's Daryl kind of underwater. Like going on, I guess. Yeah. Maybe just that he's confused. He feels like he's drowning. I don't know. I, again, I don't know that it's really, it really is relevant to the story. I don't, I, I don't think it, 
was bad that it was in there, but it's just not really part of it that it matters. I guess if it's irrelevant, then it maybe shouldn't be in there, but whatever. It was a weird start. But, yeah, the rest of it was, like, people getting killed, people, um, people, uh, Typical. So Laurent's like every single other kid in The Walking Dead who like runs off. And you know, remember, like for three years, everybody's like, "Where's Carl? Where's Carl? Where's Sophia? Where's Carl? Where's Henry? Where's Carl? Right? Where's Judas?" It's like losing and, kids. Yeah. And now yeah. it's Laurent so runs off, off. You know, part of what it, it's kind of bad, and you said about she doesn't know Daryl, but it's kind of bad that Daryl seems to know the kid more than she does, more than Isabel does. That's yeah. kind of a problem. But. Right. Daryl yeah. and also also Quinn's girlfriend who met Laurent for five minutes. It's like, oh yeah, he yeah. totally went to Statue. He totally went to the to the to the what's it called? Not Statue of Liberty, the Eiffel Tower. Go and ca- like everybody except Isabel knows where to get to find him, <laughs> right? Yeah. Um, and he also like they did this kid no favors by raising him basically in a cloister in an abbey, right? Because he has no sense when it comes to zombies, right? And he um he's just like walking around the streets and then he peeks through that little hole in the in the sandbags, which obviously there's a hundred zombies inside there. I was a little I was like as I watched I was like, wait a minute. So these zombies have been trapped inside here for like twelve years and they never like were able to bust out until Laurent shows up and then they're like, boom, they bust right out in one second. Like is that because they never trot? Like there never was any. The kid didn't make any noise. He just looked through the people. I don't know. And it's a bust, convenient. Busted out, right? Like it was very convenient. Um, yeah. And it sets up. I'm sure other people for... went to see the Eiffel Tower since you know. Well, since yeah, right. It all yeah. happened. Yeah. 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 So I don't know. Unless up... maybe somebody trapped him there. I I don't know. I mean, I know that they are trying to find new ways to have zombies, like, pop up and surprise you, right? So, all right, they tried something new, and, you know, it was kind of a boring zombie fight, actually. It wasn't really, like, they were very easily, the zombies are very easily defeated, and it's all, like, a sort of a distraction to the viewer because these other guys show up in a car that runs on gasoline to kidnap (laughs) her on and take him away, right? Actually, the most annoying part to me, and I texted you, Jamie, when I was watching it, I think, the most annoying part of the whole show was not the cars. It was when Daryl goes down in the catacombs or whatever, and he has a flashlight that works. And I'm like, maybe. <laughs> and I told you, maybe I, it's a shake flashlight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe it's a shake flashlight, right? That was a great explanation because I'm like, maybe I can believe somehow they have gas. Meanwhile, after you tell me that, I'm, I'm, I'm Googling how long batteries last. <laughs> and you're like, they likely wouldn't have lasted in 12 years, but... I, I thought that was funny. Um, Maybe it was yeah, a shake flashlight. I mean, things like that don't irritate me, but it could have been a shake flashlight, to be it fair. It could have been a shake flashlight. So yeah. I'll, give them, I'll give them the benefit of the doubt. Um, it could have been a shake flashlight. I think the unlimited bullets in the other show is more of a problem than the flashlight. Yeah, <laughs> it is. Uh, unlimited bullets is far more annoying. No, I know. But um, um, aside uh, from that, I was going to say the other thing that, that I kind of think is funny, though, is the fact that, like, okay, so – like you were saying about clearly Quinn suddenly wants Laurent. We don't know why, but it's funny when he's like, I saved you. And he's like, no, you weren't. You weren't there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Trying to talk to the kid into thinking he was there. He's like, well, that was me. Like, yeah. Okay. That was funny. It was, pr- it was really great how they directed it also, because he's just totally dead panic. He goes, I didn't see you there. 
Yeah, I know. Uh, right? And it's so yeah, and he also oh. figured out he was his father, too. Which, um, you know. Yeah, so how did he figure that out? It's, is he clairvoyant? Like, how did he know that? Well, I don't know. I mean, he, I think he probably, maybe the way they were acting, I don't know, but. Maybe. Maybe he, maybe he overheard. Maybe he, like, eavesdropped and overheard. He discovered that maybe but. he kind of figured it out, like, how they were acting weird about it, maybe. Um, yeah. Since everybody was lying to him anyway, up until this point, maybe he's like, yeah, that's why they're lying to me. No, I have no clue. Yeah. He did figure it yeah. out. Um, he did figure so, it out, yeah. Yeah, and then that one that's with Quinn, she helps, whenever Daryl comes to get him, she helps him get away, essentially. Yeah. Um, the one that gave him the well, necklace. Well, because... Because she she does she wants Isabel out of there. Yeah. Why, right? She wants Isabel out of there. Yeah, but Who she also doesn't her? seem to want to hurt him either. Yeah. Um, to hurt the kid, I mean. I agree. Yeah. So, yeah. Which is, you know, good. People should not want to hurt kids. Right. <laughs> no, <I laughs> she's know. a you know, she's a she's a decent person, it seems. Um yeah. so yeah. And so the other thing that happens in this episode is that Janae shows up. And she's like after the kid, and uh, you think she's gonna kill the baby for crying? I totally I thought she. I think everyone in America yeah, thought she was gonna kill that baby, right? Yeah, I totally like, yeah, thought she was gonna kill. You don't want to kill babies because that's what we just said. You don't want it. Even bad guys don't necessarily want to murder little babies. So, There's no coming back from that. <laughs> you can't, you can't <laughs> murder no. a baby or a puppy or we'll put watching, right? <laughs> that's right. That's right. Yeah. Oh. Um, um, so I also this... thought she might. Ki- I also thought she might kill that lady she was questioning. Yeah, like maybe she'd take the baby. Or do you mean the other oh, lady? The other, the older lady that she was questioning, because oh, that lady was the a little one mouthy. That was saying that he was like hope or whatever. Yeah, that... and she's like, mm-hmm. he's, he's going to save us, and we don't need you. Yeah. And Janae says like he represents hope, and we can't allow any hope to happen, which is very yeah. strange and weird. Like, I'm not really sure what her game is either and what she's, like, trying to – what she's trying right. to – Yeah, I thought, um, I thought she was going um, to – I thought she was going to kill somebody. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but she just kind of let it go, so. Yeah, I'm not really sure what her what, – what she's up to, what she's about, yeah, um, and why she – and why – so she wants – I mean, it sounds like she wants to kill her aunt. Like, she says, like, he, you know, he represents hope and we can't – there is no hope in a hopeless world, and she's a very, like, like I don't really know what that's about. And then, like, when she's like, okay, Quinn, what do you want? I can give you – she says, I have wheat, I have guns, I have Calvados, which is hilarious, right? Um, which is, you know, it's like brandy. Um, but then he asked for this painting, this – it's a Monet, I think, that he asked for, right? And she, she disparages Impressionist art. She says, like, Impressionism is a – I forget what she says – which just seems like such a weird line to me, right? Like, mm-hmm. I, I don't know. She Like, I'm starting to not like her because, I don't know, I, I need my villain to have some motivation by episode four maybe, right? I'm actually starting to miss Tattoo Face, who at least has some motivation. It's, it's not a great story, but at least, like, Daryl killed his brother, and that's why he wants Daryl. It's, it's easy for, for us to understand Mm-hmm. what's going on there with him. She has no, I don't know what that's about. Like when she, when she was mad at Daryl for like ruining her ship, I mean, it also makes no sense to put resources into chasing him across France, like just get a new ship lady. But at least that 
kind of was explained to us and made a little sense, but now she wants the kid. I, I don't really know what's going on with these villains, and I, I guess I just need them to be a little more, I don't know, a little more making sense and a little less walking dead. Yeah. I guess. And uh, one other thing that I don't really like about Isabel staying behind with Quinn, because I like her. I think she's kind of a decent character. And I don't mm-hmm. want to watch a show that is just Daryl and Laurent walking around, right? Yeah. Because that kid is kind of annoying. And because, you know, as you said a couple weeks ago, you were like, it's kind of like The Last of Us. And I was like, well, not exactly well, like, but it's getting, it's getting yeah, more and more like The Last of Us every week, isn't it? I mean, it, it's kind of like the, the – I was saying, like, the, the part that's similar is the fact that um, – his job is to get him across the country, basically. I mean, that's yeah. sort of the – that is the bare, bare, bare basics of The Last of Us, is that he's trying to get her across the country. The and whole it's the bare with, basics. You know, her being immune and the, it being about a virus rather than zombies, obviously none of that's the same. But I'm just saying, like, the right. overall – which really, in a way, doesn't make it anything like The Last of Us, other than yeah, – I mean, how many stories well, are, like, retellings of other stories? I mean – you're right. There's no, I mean, there's that, no new ideas. We know this. Um, that is I the bare that, bones of this, yeah, though, but also. It's the bare bones gotta... of a lot of stories. You know what I mean? Like, it, I mean, it, it was it, – it, it, that's a lot of stories, like somebody helping somebody to get from point A to point B. That's not, like, an abnormal – No, like, but, but specifically story. with zombie stories, Jamie. Yeah, it was yeah, a thing true, in The Last true. of Us. It is a thing in this. And it also it was, was recently on television, which is, I think, why, it, like, everybody's yeah. thinking it. I think yeah, it was a storyline right. in Z Nation. I think it was a storyline in Z Nation. I think it's a storyline in, like, I mean, I, I've seen other things where, like, the savior kid has to be transported across the country, right? But, mm-hmm. yeah, it was on. And, the, and so The Last of Us, so this was conceived and being written before The Last of Us appeared on HBO. But The Last of Us was a huge video game for many years before this appeared on television, yeah. before Daryl Dixon was conceived. It's not, a, right, you know, right. it's, it's a zombie story trope. It's any outbreak yeah, virus that's what I'm story saying. trope. I was just saying, I don't think it was necessarily borrowed from that. I think it's just, it's in people's minds because it was just on television, so it's kind of like everybody's thinking it. Okay. But, but it's not, what I'm saying is, it's not a unique it's story, un- so it's not. It yeah, what, really I'm saying is it's, what I'm saying is it's unoriginal. Yeah, that's that's what I mean. Like it's been last done before, of us, regardless of or no or last of us. It's it's yeah. been done before. It's been done ad nauseum. Um, it's not a and it's not a. Uh, so here's here's another thing about this show. Why does it have to be in France? There's nothing about this that makes it have to be in France, right? Because he could be having to take a kid like Joel on okay. Last of Us it's, from yeah. Boston to Montana, right? Like, why does mm-hmm. Daryl have to be in France? Why is the ludicrous storyline of transporting him to France? Is it because they're trying to tie together um, the early days of Walking Dead, talking to Jenner, when Jenner said that the outbreak started in Paris? Remember all that? Like, are they trying to tie that in? Are they trying to tie You know, we I don't got a know. question, though, because you said that I hadn't even thought about. I have to wonder, though, if the, if the outbreak started there, shouldn't, like, the zombie problem be worse than in the United States if it's been going on longer? Because I feel like it's no more dangerous than the regular show. I, I just hadn't really thought about it until you said that. I, I just no, It's been going on for, like, days or weeks longer because, like, 
viruses don't stay in one place. Like somebody gets on a plane and that's it, right? I guess uh, that's true. And, it, it might and it's that airborne. It's airborne. Yeah. We think. I mean, no one ever said it's airborne, but everyone has it inside their body, and when you die, you automatically turn, right? Well, then yeah, so, it's airborne. But yeah, so yeah, I guess it started it's not as, like it was like a year earlier or something. It could have been like a it week, was like days earlier, yeah, days earlier, right? Like a week, yeah. Um, it's interesting to think about though. It is, but there's no reason Daryl Dixon has to be set in France. And no, there is, ob- but it does look and. Cool. It was cool, yeah, but reason, and it apparently, apparently, when it was conceived, it wasn't set in France because that's what made most of McBride quit. This is true. It's like I, I can't move to France. That's my understanding anyway. What's true? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I obviously I have no answer for you any more than you have. Why you is know. it in France? Yeah. I don't know. Does it need to be in France? No. I do appreciate, yeah. like we said, it's neat to see that side of it. But could yeah. the story be anywhere? Yeah, it, it it's irrelevant yeah. to the story. And it was, it was kind of um, neat when they when they get on the boat and they're going up the I assume that's the Seine River they're going up, right? Um, and they pass that small Statue of Liberty. I don't know how big it is, like the statue the, the Statue of Liberty, because you know the Statue of Liberty here in the states, I guess, was a yeah. copy of that original statue in France. Right. So it was kind right. of a like nod that Daryl sees it. Um, yeah. Uh, but, but yeah, there's no reason for this to be in France. It's beginning to puzzle me because of the stupid, like, like the problem with it is the story, the totally dropped unexplained part of the story where Daryl somehow went on a ship across the sea <laughs> for some unknown reason. Uh, and we, right. Like we don't know how that happened mm-hmm. or whatever. Um, yeah. I guess maybe we'll find out, and it'll make sense to me in a couple more episodes. Do you know? Have you gotten to the end, and is it ever explained? Or you well, gotten I've to gotten the to the end, but I can't answer you that. But yes, I've gotten okay. to the end. So you yeah. know whether or not it's explained, yes. and if there's a reason. Yes, or not I have seen ever given. the end. I just can't okay. answer that question. But yeah, okay. I've seen all right. It. Two episodes left. I mean, it's not got that much left. So yeah, so we'll never yeah. find out because it's renewed already. For I mean, yes, it, it has been renewed. Season six. Yeah. Yep. All right. It was so it was a little boring this week. Um even yeah, though there was some fights horrible. And stuff. It just wasn't like you said not a whole lot happened. Yeah. Um yeah. I mean, and we kind of say this all the time. The, the the thing is, overall, I th- I think this show's good for a Walking Dead show. And what makes the parts of it are good are the acting and the way it looks, but sometimes maybe the writing isn't as, you know, good as we would like it to be. But it wasn't awful. But it, it it just wasn't like a super good episode. It was just a little boring. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, let's leave it and move along to the next thing. Yeah, I was just going to say, um, I do believe oh, go ahead. on Thursday I'm doing a couple interviews for this. I have not gotten anything finalized yet. Um, okay. But there should be something coming out. So that stuff will obviously won't go up until after the episode airs. But uh, people can... You know, can look okay. for that. All, All right. right. No actors yet. Actors are still on strike, but no nope. actors will come on back. strike. But thankfully, mm-hmm. the writers' strike is over, so that's yep. a good thing. Um, yep. Yeah. Okay. So, all right. Okay. All right, so, we're so going to go on to Wheel of Time. Yeah, let's go on to Wheel of Time. Sure. Let's do what? Want. 
Um, yeah, every time Jamie, every I, time Jamie wrote W O T in the chat, I was I, I was like, what the hell is Watt? Oh, <laughs> Wheel of Time. <laughs> Dude, I'm lazy. I type abbreviations. I don't type things. No, it. I do. I do yeah, too no. a lot. But I just I was like, what is this Watt she keeps talking about? Like it took me a minute to like. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. It's okay, but yeah. Um, you know, I thought this episode pretty interesting. I think a lot went down in this one. Um, I think, like we said before, I think this show is getting better than it was, you know, before. I I've, I've agree. I think the last couple episodes have been very good. And yeah. I think because something's actually happening. There's that, yeah. It's no longer just a bunch of walking around. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah like, I, I, although, although I told you that I watched it yesterday and I couldn't remember anything that happened and I rewatched it today. And I was like, oh, a lot happened. This was actually pretty yeah. good. Why can't I remember anything that happened yesterday? You know, because I, I, then I watched three more television shows that wiped it out of my brain. Um, <laughs> you know, some of, there are some dull characters. Like, oh, my God. Parents, there's like, too many they characters. Get... I, I don't think well, necessarily they're dull. My view <clears throat> is there's too many characters. Like, and well, they keep flipping back and forth. But I don't know. Maybe if they were more interesting, then I wouldn't be saying that. I, I, don't I mean, know. there I are no like, more characters yeah. than Game of Thrones had as many characters and as many cultures no, and locations. I, I just think that it um, would be like a more concise, yeah. I guess, story if it wasn't. Um, well, I don't know. The, I think the difference. I think the difference between, like, say, Lord of the Rings and Game of Thrones and Wheel of Time is that there are a couple of really boring characters who need to either get a story or go like Perrin was so boring again this week. Perrin is a visitor in his own storyline. Like something probably happens to Perrin and they pair him with a couple of three very charismatic women who completely steal the storyline from him. Mm-hmm. All he does is walk around looking dumb and asking questions, right? Like, like Perrin yeah. and Matt, Matt, Matt is very boring also. Yeah. Um, yeah. It right? does look I think Matt, Matt's story, I think I get the feeling Matt's going to pick up a little though. Yeah, I think it probably I really hope was. so. Um, yeah. I forget what it was I was going to say. Oh, I know it what It's getting better, though. The one thing I, I wanted to talk about, and this is kind of in, in the middle of the episode, I just wanted to comment on because I kept thinking this through the whole episode. Okay, so you know how she put that, um, Nynaeve, <laughs> I finally remembered her name, how um, – she put the, the 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 bracelet thingy on, not the bracelet, but the um, bracer, whatever you want to call it, on her, on her arm. Like I said, she was going to, and we said it was pretty obvious. I, see, I, I don't know. I couldn't help thinking to me what would have made a lot more sense, and maybe that just, I don't know. I thought that they were going to have, like she was going to put the bracelet on that princess or whatever, because then they could both go in and, like, probably share their magic and be even more powerful, maybe. I don't know. But maybe she figured once she got it on her, she wouldn't be able to get it off. I don't know. Okay. But that was kind of what I thought was going to happen. They only had one, though. Uh, no, I mean, I thought, like, she was going to put the collar on the other one, on the other girl. Like, I thought they were going to go in rather than them. Because she would that, be the that, one controlling no. her, and they could share the magic. But, yeah, yeah I said it could be I don't think that'd be a good Yeah, but, no, I don't remember, think that'd be a good thing. <laughs> you got to remember that they don't know how it works or what it does. That's, we know how it works and what it does from watching true. a Gwine story. They only know that's it's true. an instrument of subjugation, and they don't know what it would do to 
First of all, yeah. those two could never decide who gets to be in control and who has to wear it. Those two would fight. Not, <laughs> they would yeah, never say that. But, but I have um, this question. How they don't know how to work it. That person. The thing is, is if she goes in and, and takes her in as her slave or whatever, I don't know how they're going to make her go along with it. That's where I'm kind of like at a loss how that's going to work, I guess. Well, the one that they I, don't have. Yeah, I mean, again, they haven't really thought this plan through. I, I think they just want to get past the guards. They're not trying to go undercover. They just want to get past no, the no, guards. No. So it and wasn't about out. saying it wasn't about collaring her and taking her with them, like is what's in my mind. It is. You mean it was just to get yeah. her out of the way? Okay. That no, it, it is about collaring her and taking her with them to get past the guards inside the kennel and then grab a gwine and run. They only need her for, uh, I, I don't really know, but I think the plan is that they only need her for like 20 minutes to get into the yeah. kennels and get Well, out. I guess even if she's struggling and yelling, about she's not one of them or whatever, that could be anybody like, they captured, I guess, really. Yeah, that's pretty much normal behavior from someone you capture, right? That's true, that's true. So, uh, and maybe they can figure out how to work it and, like, subjugate her a little more. I think that's it. I don't yeah, think there's any intention the that they're going to spend time inside. They just need to get inside, I think, is the plan. Yeah. I, I'm not saying it's a good plan or that it's going to work. Hmm. Uh, right. But I think that's the plan. Yeah, I uh, just wondered, her, can her bracer thing control all of like other ones? <laughs> Hopefully, then. No, I think really, it's very. Really I think funny. it's a one. I think it's a one and one I thing. Know. I think it just controls the one person who. Is, I do. Sorry, is that making too much noise? I was trying to break off a piece of ice. I don't want to make too much that's noise. Fine. Well, we're trying to have a thing here. Um, I think, I don't know, that's what I assumed was the plan, but uh, sometimes you have to assume while you're watching these people and it doesn't always, like, work out, right? <laughs> like, what, oh, right. assume the right thing. Um, so we'll have to find out. Uh, but that's what I think is going on. But they don't really know how to use it or control it. Although, um, and while, so Renna, who is the master of Egwene, seems mm-hmm. to know how to work it. It's not foolproof, I think. Like, yeah. I don't know where this is going, but I have a feeling we're going to see Egwene totally, like, not, like, overpower it, like, break free from its power somehow. Potentially. Well, they I don't know. Have a even in, did you guys see the preview? I didn't know there were previews. No. If you keep no. going. Oh, yeah, I saw the preview. Don't I watched it on Amazon Prime. Don't we get a preview? I think we get a preview. Yeah, that's where I'm I, I, I never watch it, though. Yeah. Oh. Well, I'm just going to say right. they're making a point, at least in that preview, that the four of them are like sort of, I don't know if it's, I want to say reincarnations, I guess kind of, of the four, like of the. Um, the the, you know, the Forsaken? The, yeah. Yeah, the, the Forsaken the, and Ishmael. Well, so, or that they, not reincarnated, but they definitely have similarities to the Forsaken. Yeah. Well, they somehow represent, I guess. But my point is, is I'm guessing because of that, that's part of why they're so powerful. So, yeah, maybe it would be possible for her to overpower it. AJ, See, if I have a preview. Theory. See, my theory was, because Karen and I have talked about this before, where Rand just doesn't seem like the dragon. You know, I, I, it, it wouldn't be, you know, it almost... I was thinking yeah. back to what you said that today, actually, when I was watching it, that maybe it's all four of them. Is that what and you're going to say? I, 
I have a theory that they're all the five of them are like five little dragons, and they turn into one big giant dragon oh, when they work God. together, oh, much yeah. like Voltron. <laughs> like Voltron, yeah. Well, and so in the promo, someone I forgot who it is says, you know, the Forsaken. When they were human, they were best friends. But apparently, there's only like a hand, like four or five of the Forsaken, four of them, I guess, and they well, were that's best what friends. I said. They, they're like they're representing. Yeah, I'm explaining it because AJ didn't see the promo, but a person oh, actually right. says in the promo, "Yeah, I never Oh, you know, was. the Forsaken were all best friends, and then the other person says, "Oh, just like us or whatever," right? Um, to draw that uh, for us, to draw that line for us. Um, that's the only reason, Jamie, while I was reiterating it. I, I get no, it. I know you get it, but just because AJ didn't see it. Um, yeah. Rand is really, I mean, he's kind of a dud. And I got to say, Duan is not wrong when she's like, oh, my God, you are just as worthless. You're, you're the same as when you didn't even know you were the dragon. She's like, you've known you were the dragon for six months, and you've learned nothing. And, like, one Aes Sedai can totally overpower you in, like, one second. You have no chance. What have you been doing, Maureen? What have you been doing, Rand? You guys are the worst. And and she's kind of a bitch, but she's not wrong, right? Mm-hmm. Like, she didn't do her part either. Like, like okay, Maureen, You're right. didn't deliver, Maureen didn't deliver because she was, she was, um... Well, she lost her power, though. But she lost yeah. her magic. She couldn't channel. But Swan didn't do her part, which was to prepare the tower. Uh, and, in fact, the tower is kind of in a shambles also with, like, dark friends hiding out, whatever, right? Um, yeah. But but Swan's she's not wrong. Rand is pretty worthless. And when he learned he was the dragon, he was like, oh, I need to run away and hide uh, so I don't hurt my friends. And I, I loved when Lon was like, dude, you're supposed to save the whole world, not just the people you love. <laughs> yeah, I know. Right? That wasn't yeah. a good line. It's like, you know, <laughs> save the whole world with them in it, dude. No, yeah, that's yeah, me. yeah. Um, um and, and I mean, this is kind of a lot of times what, like, sort of this storyline though that it's kind of like they're supposed to be saving the world, but they're also like even what they're doing, even like or, or um, Morgane really like they're sort of being selfish a little bit that they're not I, like they should all be working together like Suan too, but they're not, they're like fighting with each other instead of working together, which is what they need to be doing. Yeah. yeah. Well, and people are like, it's, it's not just them not working together, but other people are being stupid also. Right. Like, mm-hmm. like another part of the rift between Suan and Maureen is that like, like Rand wants to go to Kyrene. Rand wants to go to Fa- Thalm, he wants to go to that town where Egwene, Egwene is being held captive and where, by the way, all of his other friends just happen to be, except Perrin, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, because the prophecy, Maureen's like, yeah, the prophecy says that's where he has to be revealed. And for some reason, stupid, she's the worst Amarlin seat. Swan's like, oh, I'm going to reveal him right here in Kyrene. Like, we're going to yeah, have I a know, big meeting tomorrow. Like, why is she trying to stop that from happening, or is it just because she wants to control it? Do you think she's dark? I don't think she's dark. I don't think she's dark. Oh. I, I just don't quite understand why the Amorite stop him from declaring it publicly. I, I, I guess I'm not quite, unless it's just so they can control his power. I think, she, I, I think she totally believes in what she said, that 
that the dragon is a weapon, not you know, and that they get to use him. I think she yes, actually. The prophecy buys says into that. that he. The prophecy says he's going to reveal himself in Thalm, and Swan's like, I'm going to reveal him in Kyrene. They're in Kyrene now, right? They're in Kyrene, which is Mo- Moiraine's hometown. And yeah, and I guess like, my question oh, I'm going to reveal him. Trying like, to change it. Like, why is it so why, important? Like, it's a prophecy. Like, you can't, if you believe in a prophecy, then you have to believe that your effort to reveal him will be thwarted because the prophecy says it happens someplace else. But right? that's the thing. I think she's trying, maybe she's trying to change the prophecy. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. It's she's kind of annoying. What did you guys think of that? Like, so we talked about two weeks ago. So he was like, were they in love? And I'm like, yeah, I think they were in love. I can't remember. Were they in yeah, love? Yeah, I answered that then, question. Yeah. They're not in love anymore, boy. By the end, like, I kind of like that they, like, at the beginning, I was like, that scene is dumb. Why do we have it? But it really It was kind of sad, stage. I think. Like, she kind of broke Maureen's heart when she did that. I yeah. don't know. I found it. She did. She did. Uh, I mean, it seems like they haven't been together for a long time, but yeah. She did break her heart. Yeah, because she was willing to do that, which is kind of why she left it there. I mean, I'm not sure. I got to be honest. I'm not sure Moraine's plan of going off with this Forsaken is necessarily a good plan. So I can kind of see that, like, well, not, but the thing is, Sue Ann didn't know that. They should have had a discussion of what they were doing, not just. Which is, my, again, back to my point of they're fighting each other instead of working together. But uh, I'm mm-hmm. not sure what the hell Moraine has planned and why she's – I'm not sure why they're going along with Forsaken. I guess they think that they can change her mind and get her to go against Ishmael. I, I mean, that's my understanding, but I don't know that that's necessarily going to happen. But I don't know. Yeah. I th- that's, 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 kind of, that's what I feel like is their goal. I just don't know that it's going to work. I'm not sure it's a good. What, to have like well, to have like I, Rand like lull Lanfear into like yeah a because sense I of security think, and then trick her. I think Lanfear is going to do whatever she wants. I don't trust her at all, at all, at all, at all. Like I just, I think it's going to backfire on them. That's what I think, but I don't. Yeah, know. I think that is the plan. Also, that that the best plan they have is for, like, if Lanfear really is in love with Rand, or if she's so desperate to replace her lost love that she sort of, like, convinces herself she's in love with Rand or whatever, then he can trick her, I think, is the plan, which is a stupid plan because Rand is the least capable of manipulating, like, he is, like... In fact, she she actually says when they go in that little dream world, yeah, and Lanfear's you know, like, oh, it, she goes, it's so cute when you try to manipulate me. Like, you know, like he's he's not he, he's not a boy who can do that, right? Yeah. Well, I said it's a bad plan. <laughs> it's a but it's the only plan they got. It's the only plan they that's got, true. right? That is true. Like, that you know what though? That's, that's exactly. That's exactly why the plan can work because she underestimates him. Yeah, I mean, and if rightfully you come out so. With force, but yeah, rightfully so. Yes, but if you come at her with force, you definitely lose, right? Yeah. Yeah. I like her a lot. I love her costumes. I do too. <laughs> I like. I like. The, I like the character a lot too. She's very intriguing. 
because she, she's not your typical she's she's not your typical villain because like it's like she's a villain but she's not you know what I mean like it's it, she's not she's not out for world domination she's doing all this for love misguided but you know <laughs> like she's not yeah. going around killing people she has this tragic backstory of like being betrayed by the man she loved right and yeah. she's like motivated out of pain uh, and it, it's more interesting than Ishmael, who apparently is just evil. Like, he doesn't yeah. really have yeah. a good backstory or motivation. He's just evil. Right? Yeah. Um, That's why I'm, like, I want, surprised. I mean, I guess I'm not surprised. But, like, Matt totally listened to him. Like, I get, oh, don't you want to know your true self and all this? Yeah, maybe, but why the hell are you drinking something he gives you? Like, you know that you can't trust him, but you do it anyway. Yeah, you that know was like, You know he's the dark yeah. one, pretty much, and you drink what he gives you. And then he had this bad nightmare that his mother was like, you're the worst. You're just like your loser father. You're a loser. And he's very upset by this dream. Yeah, that's and I'm, not really weird. Sh- I'm not really sure where that is supposed to leave Matt and, and, and how that advances anything. Yeah. I did that want to ask you guys. Question I had for you. I just want to ask you because you called him the dark one. That was my other my other question is these people that are working for the dark. There's still like another though that's supposed to be above him, right? Like he came out or whatever, but he isn't like the. Am, am I wrong or is he supposed to be like the main? I mean, I know What's he's your the main bad guy. I'm trying to think of the way I'm phrasing. I'm not phrasing it right. Like, they're, they're yes. working for the dark, but is he necessarily the leader of all the dark, or is he just, like, one of the, like, cool. figureheads that came out? Ishmael. No, Ishmael's, oh, no, I believe no, he's, Ishmael's he's the a, number one underling. lieutenant. Yeah, okay, he's an so he is, like, the I mean, the he dark. even says, he even says to, um, crap, I can't remember her name now. Um, Lanfear. Lanfear. That he says, he even says, do you know why the dark chose to re- bring me back before you? Like they have that conversation. But see, that's what I mean. There's the still times. a dark, like that did yes. that. Like so he somebody, isn't yes. the one controlling everything, is what I'm asking. There's still right. a dark. Right. No, not at all. Yes, yes. So that's there's what also, I was asking. Okay. There's also when Rand and Maureen went to that circular staircase thing down in a underground or whatever, and they think they beat the Dark One, and then later Maureen's like, oh, we were wrong. We didn't beat the Dark One. We released his most trusted lieutenant, That's what I mean. So he's not actually yeah. the Dark One. That's what I was a little confused no. about. No. Okay. No. He's the Dark okay. One's number one right-hand man and leader of the Forsaken. Okay. That's what I thought. That makes more sense. Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, he's really... Um, so you guys, this made me think of a question that I wanted to um, ask you guys. So what did you think of that part? I'm going back to Rand a little bit, and the um, I'm going back to Rand and uh, the Emerald and Seat, and when she's got him like bound with magic or whatever, and she says, "Oh, you know, we're not just going to cage you. Like you need to be like you're the most powerful weapon we have." And we're gonna cage you, and we're gonna control you, and you're you're gonna help us win. You're our biggest weapon, but you're not our general. And like, 
I thought at Obviously. first she was saying that's what they wanted. I didn't think she was going to do it. That kind of, I don't know. That's she what she wants to do. Yeah. Was, yeah, but but to me, and you probably noticed this also, like it's exactly what the Sean Chen are doing to Egwene, right? They're like, you uh-huh. women are very powerful, and we're going to imprison you and control you, and you're our number one weapon against the dark. But you're not a person or allowed to, like, like we're not going to try to get you on our side. We're going to capture you and use you, right? Like, isn't, isn't the Amberlynn kind of exactly the same as the Shan Chan, except yeah. marginally less abusive so far? Yeah. Yeah. Right? Definitely less abusive. But, yeah, I see the parallel. The other thing that I, I wanted to know if you guys noticed, I I kind of saw that um, whenever they took and blocked Rand's powers, that that was like a foreshadowing. Because she says how, like, when they put the shield on him, that, like, he, you know how, like, she says you feel like everything you ever had left. Like, that was clearly a hint how that, she, like, her how she were, felt. And no, but yeah, but I mean, also a, a, like a hint that hers were still there. I kind of that was like a really strong foreshadowing of that. Oh, hmm. Because because they even said the same thing that like she was shielded. They said it like that later. And if like yeah, the, I mean, it wasn't the same exact thing, but I mean, it it was similar to how her powers were were repressed or whatever you want to call it. Yeah. I I'm not sure was, I had quite I, I formulated thought, that in my mind yet. Like, I think I, like, sort of was getting there. I don't want to say it like I knew at that point because I didn't, but, like, I was sort of, my brain was my brain was turning at that point whenever they had that I mean, scene. It made me think of that. I mean, I thought she was basically saying that's exactly how I felt when no, the magic she was, was taken away from me. No, she was. I mean, I think it was also foreshadowing that the same thing was happening to her, basically, that somebody was, yeah. was you know, taking it away in the same way. Yeah, but, uh, yeah. Although I'm surprised Rand yeah. can be delicate enough to cut the knot and not kill her, but <laughs> that's neither here nor there. Since he's had basically zero training. Yeah, yeah. I, and I, I guess he's not going to get it. Like, I, I don't know. So there are some loose threads that need to be tied up. AJ, you're a little quiet. I don't know if you're feeling similar to me about this. Sorry. Speak. Speak, man. Speak. What was your question you got for anything? me? Uh, so, oh. so the false dragon, the false dragon who's still in the um in the insane asylum. I feel like can we cut that story loose now? Is that going anywhere? That's going nowhere, right? I think the whole I point of like it was just the was land could find out she was shielded. I mean, wasn't that I think it was pointless. Was? I, I think that storyline was pointless. How land found out she still had her powers because he told her. Oh, okay. That. Okay, yeah, uh, yeah that's can true. We, can we get rid of him now? No, he never trained Rand. He's not okay, going wait, to hold train on, Rand. Okay, hold on, hold on, hold Yeah, I mean, yeah, but that was that, that's what I'm saying. Like, it, the whole thing with Maureen going to him saying, I need you to train him, and he didn't train him at yeah, all. Yeah, that part we don't need now. Yeah. But I'm just saying, like, I think it was all leading up to that scene with Rand and him telling her that she was bound or whatever you want to call it, she was shielded. Well, like, yeah. he never would have found was, that out if he didn't go there. I guess that it was, was slightly interesting. I guess it was slightly interesting that only men can see men's spells and women can see women's spells, right? Like, like well, the Aes Sedai... Really, uh, did the other Aes Sedai, though, really look or, or care to look? I don't know. I, okay, so she hasn't been around... Maureen hasn't been yeah, around any medical people since it happened. 
she's been yeah. around some some people. Some but of them. The idea yeah, that you would think only, they would notice. So apparently, apparently the the false dragon saw it immediately. Like Lan's like, "What do you see when you look at her?" And he's like, "Oh yeah, she's got all these magic spells tied up around her." Like it wasn't like a thing that he had to really try or think about. Yeah, he about. just saw like, it. Land, right, like, but he didn't Land's know what like, it meant. He had no reason to know that that was not He knew what it meant. Like, he knew what it meant. He's like, I see all these spells tying her. She's bound. She's tied up. Like, no, 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 no. I mean Rand. Sorry. I meant Rand didn't necessarily know what it meant. Like, he, if he had looked. But no, no, Rand. Powers Rand like, can't use Rand's his magic. Idiot. Rand's an idiot, and he can't use his magic. He has no... But an Aes Sedai should be able to see that, except I believe what the story was telling us was that only a man can see other man's spells, right? Really? Maybe. But see, I I guess my point is that it wasn't like they just saw it looking at her. They had to be using the source to see it. Because he told Rand to use the source to look at her. Here, wait, wait. I'm just going to say, like, my point is, and, and I don't know, you could be right, but I'm just saying the women, the female Aes Sedai that she was around, were they necessarily using the source when they were with her and looking at her and saying, wow, there's this light? Like, I'm just saying it's possible that maybe if someone had been using the source when they were around her, they would have seen it. I don't know. But I no, but, question. But, but you're right. It could I'm be saying, because it's a man's spell. It makes sense. No, I just I'm didn't saying you don't pick up have to use the source because the false dragon never used the source that we saw. We never saw any right. magic around that guy. And he immediately was like, oh, yeah, she's totally like, oh, that's true. Well, then why the hell did Rand have to use the source to see it? Because Rand sucks because he's a baby. Okay. He's like there a werewolf go. that wakes up naked in the woods and doesn't know he's a werewolf. Right? Okay. He's that's like, a good point. That's a good point. I don't, I don't I like know about that. the analogy, but that's a good point. <laughs> I, I just saw the Buffy episode today where, where Oz finds out he's a werewolf. That's why I thought of that. Uh, but Rand um, has no ability. Rand is like a person who just found out about magic five seconds ago. He's like Harry Potter, never dreaming that when you hear snakes talk, oh, there's magic, right? Like yeah. Harry Potter, it never occurs to him that magic could be involved when a snake talks to him until someone's like, oh, you're a wizard. And he's like, what? It's like, actually that's... ironic. <laughs> Rand yeah, is the weakest part of the show. Like the stuff that happens around, or, or the stuff that happens around Rand is interesting, but Rand himself, it's like he has to be led to do everything and anything. Like he really hasn't made any decisions on his own. Yeah, yeah. Some right. woman, Rand, some some woman is always telling him what to do, <laughs> which isn't a bad yeah. thing. I don't want anybody thinking I'm saying yeah. that. Um, <laughs> but like um, um, uh. <laughs> Well, because you have a now, wife and a grown daughter. Um, I know what you mean. Rand, Rand's <laughs> entire life is, you're a wizard, Harry. Right? <laughs> yeah, you're right. And he hasn't figured it out yet. Yeah. Um, I was just saying, I, I Just to wrap that, I definitely took from it that it's man's magic versus women's magic. Like, also, like, we always see the Aes Sedai with gold threads, and the threads around Maureen's heart were mm. white. Yeah. Well, yeah, but Rand's magic's gold. Well, he he's the dragon, and he whatever. I mean, I I, I don't. Okay, I'm spitballing here, Jamie, but I no, those are things right. that it told me. Color, you're you're totally right. It is mm-hmm. the color. I hadn't really thought about it. Um, yeah, but no. What what I was gonna say before I forgot, and this is a completely separate thing. But I was gonna say, did it surprise you, her nephew? That I didn't see coming. It surprised me. 
And then her sister surprised me again. I did not see it again. coming, and I also didn't yeah. care. No, yeah. but I like the part with the sister where she's like, she the one thing that she does do is choose what's right, whether it's easy or not, or whatever the quote yeah. was. It made me think of Harry Potter. But um, so I appreciate that scene. But I, yeah, I was kind of surprised that he. I mean, I got it. Yeah, I was definitely surprised by that. But um, I was surprised that he was with the dark. Whenever I get um, it. But her face came I kind of, I kind of get it. AJ saying he doesn't care because it really didn't have anything to do with anything because. They're side people who just came into the story like one or two episodes ago. He's going to be the king. We, like, we never see them except when they talk to Maureen. And then he's going to, like, kill her. But, like, the whole point of this entire storyline with the nephew seems to be, to, like, to reveal to that. Yeah, that, the, what's her name? L- 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 Lillian, L- the red lady. I can't remember her name. The red Sedai. Uh, offhand, her name is Disney. That she's trying to kill more. That there are orders from Ishmael to kill Maureen, right? I I mm-hmm. do think that if I'm Leandrin, would you put that guy in charge of killing Maureen, Maureen, or would you no. kill yourself? <laughs> yeah, well, she's uh, trying to yeah. keep her. Hand. She's, try, she's trying, but she's still trying to play both sides. Work. <laughs> no, she's still trying no, to play yeah. both sides. That's why. That's why she does no, that. No, she is. She is. And it was an order from Yeah. From the dark but to be point. fair, if he gets if he gets caught and he gets questioned, he's gonna snap like a twig. He ain't gonna oh, yeah. stand up to nothing. And he's gonna he's gonna throw her under the bus as quick as he can. And he really so it's probably actually a bad idea. He really had a lame reason for joining the dark side. Like so he could become king. Yeah. It's a very I mean, it, it, it's. I mean, it, it's not surprising. It probably many it's people choose that. I think that, it was but... supposed to be because of his his mother being so um, annoying and bitter. And and oh no, he has he has mommy issues. No, but I mean, I, he grew up with his mother being that jealous and that bitter. That it okay. Obviously, it's, it's not him. anywhere right, look, it near doesn't matter. the neighborhood of Leandrin choosing the dark to keep her son alive. Oh, no. Right? Yeah, no, I'm not, I don't mean it like that. But, yes, it's kind of stupid. Well, that's that. not why she chooses. Leandrin didn't choose the dark to keep her son alive, who's now dead, because yeah. yes, what's her face, Reader. We discussed she, last week. I, don't, I think she wasn't here. We discussed it last week. We, we got, Jamie and I kind of agreed that the reason she did it was to keep the son alive. I thought that was two that. weeks ago. Two weeks ago, we had the conversation that, that that had nothing to do with it. Yes, and then last week, we had the conversation that Jamie was right all along. <laughs> After Lanfear comes to her, and, and she cries, and, and, her son. and Lanfear, to, but, but it was an act of mercy. She released him. Like, right. like Jamie and I talked about, we really felt that, that Landrin makes the deal with the devil to keep her son alive, but she probably thought he would be healthy. And, in fact, he was kept alive in constant pain and, like, semi-conscious right. and in this terrible, terrible state. But she but couldn't she bring couldn't herself to end it, huh. and Lanfear did, right? And it was sort of like a release. Like, it was almost an act of mercy on Lanfear's part. Um, yes, I agree with that. But I don't, I, see, I, don't, I don't get the feeling that that's why she did it. Like, I mean, unless I missed the part where that was flat out said. I thought during that scene they said something that – in at least inferred that maybe it wasn't outright said, but I, I definitely took it from that for sure. From I that think Glenn Fear says it. I think Glenn Fear says, oh, 
You can join the dark to keep your son alive, but this isn't life, is it? And, and something like that. Yeah. Like, she's like, no, it's not. I know, Ugh. right? Because she's all crying and shit. But, but that's the thing. Um, I mean, she just killed it. She just killed your son. Like she she set him free as, as, as twofold as an act of mercy, and she also says to Lanfear. Uh, says to uh, Leandra, she's like, you're free now to be, you know, to be more powerful, to be who be you evil. have to be and everything. Be more evil. But, but, yeah. but yeah, why but do you need to? that's the thing. If you join the, exactly, if you join the dark to keep your son alive and your son is now dead, why do, are you still, still so well, gung-ho? I took it that she was saying to her, you're still bound to the dark because of your promise, regardless of that. Because she says something like, you're bound to the dark, but you're not, doesn't she say something like, you're bound to the dark, but you're not bound to Ishmael, essentially? So she's like saying she can still work for the dark one without working for him or something to that effect. I don't know. It was confusing and I don't remember it was a week ago. <laughs> hmm. Yeah, I don't know. Because it was something like she was sort of pulling her over to her side. See, that, that, that is see, and, there, and there's part of the problem with the show a little bit. I mean, while, while it's been more, uh, better the past couple weeks, there's still that problem of inference. And never clarification because yeah. all three of us took different things. You, you yeah, two are, a lot it of kind of seem like you're on the same page with agreeing on certain parts, but it still seems like we're all like, I mean, a lot of this conversation tonight about Will Tiny is like, no, 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 this is what it meant. Yeah. yeah. You have to go back and rewatch the scene, I think, to get to really know. That's what but, I'm saying. Instead of, yeah. instead of well, inferring things, maybe they should just say things. Yeah. Yeah. I've got something I want to say. I think yes. um, Egwene, when she gets free, is going to fuck that other chick up. <laughs> I would agree with that. Oh, <laughs> well, she says, I, she says, I will kill you. I'm going to kill you, she's yeah. Going to, right? Yeah, but I mean, kill, I, mean I, I think she's going to, but I think, I, I don't think she's just going to kill her. I think she's going to tear her limb from limb. Like, she's going to explode her ass. Like, that scene where... They're, they're seeing this, that scene in the desert there where uh, she blasts everybody on their ass. Before that, she did that. I said to Artie, I was like, I was like, she's either gonna do, she's either gonna knock everybody off their ass, or she's gonna give like a trickle of energy just to piss her her captor <laughs> off. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like fuck yeah. the pain. Yeah. Yeah. I, I want to make her look stupid, and yeah, she went with I mean, you know. She may not be able to outright. Um, disobey her, but she doesn't have to give her all she's got either. Because, yeah, I thought that was a possibility. But she did the opposite. She's like, oh, you want to impress everyone? Like, like, like I'll show yeah. you. I think, I think this showed, this episode, I'm just thinking this aloud right now, I hadn't thought of it, but this might have showed that there's a way that Egwene can obey and still kill her. <laughs> right? Like, she, she, yeah. she knocked them on their ass in the first exercise. Could she just go totally thermonuclear on them in the next exercise? Right? Possibly, but I think yeah. she has to be connected to uh, what's her face to do it, though. For now. The thing but, is, I, but, the, right. But the, the thing is, though, if, if she does that, she's standing next to her target. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Is yeah. that kind of like a murder can, suicide? Yeah. I think, and I think, so there's that scene where. Renna is like washing her hands and it's supposed to be very intimate and she's cleaning her and whatever. And then, you know, then Egwene is like, Renna, I will kill you. And Renna like grabs the bowl and like, 
walks out in a huff out of the cell. But I felt mm-hmm. like I felt like she wasn't just mad. I think she was maybe a little scared. Yeah, because yeah. Uh, because Egwene uh, wasn't getting all um, like if she has intentions of harm or to use something as a weapon, she like spasms out. And she was right next to the damn thing, and she wasn't spazzing me out, and she was clearly intent on harming her. So, well, I don't think so it's intent yeah. on harming her. It's intent in using that object as a weapon, was what they said. All right, I agree. But what I'm saying is, I think she was, right, but what I'm saying is, I think she was scared because she realizes that Egwene might be finding a way around things or intending, yeah, you know, what and stops Egwene, her. Yeah, and Egwene has a level of power that none of them ever bargained for. Right. Yeah, right. I really, like I really power. think that I, I don't even think um, uh, 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 Nynaeve and uh, the princess there. I don't even think they're going to be the ones to break her out. I mean, they're going to they're going to get to her, but I don't think they're going to break her out. I think that uh, I think Egwene is so strong that she's going to overpower, be the first person to overpower that collar. Which is great because, you know, previously there was a storyline where Nynaeve is the really powerful one and Egwene mm-hmm. was like a little bit jealous of that power, right? I think, see, I think Nynaeve is very powerful, but I think, I think what it is ultimately when, when, we come, when we get to the end of the whole thing, I think they're all equally powerful, but Nynaeve is the only one that has at this point tapped into her power to the extent of yeah, how yeah. powerful she is. Yeah, I, I, I think, yeah. I think, I think Egwene's going to be the next one. To, Egwene's going to be the next one to break out, and Rand will be the last one to figure it out. Because yeah, oh. he's the worst. Um, all, Rand, so quickly, Rand, 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 all Rand can do is burn down a house on accident. I know, right? By accident, yeah. Uh, uh, so quickly, because we might want to move on from this, but um, yeah, we, we haven't really talked about, but, you know, many, many people online, um, both reviewers and commenters, mention how the Shan Chan are the only people, they speak with an American accent. Like, everybody on the show has some vaguely European kind of, some sound more British, some sound, it's all like an accent. And then the Shan Chan have an American accent. And, like... I had not noticed. I hadn't noticed either. Really, I had no. noticed, but I hadn't really thought about it till I read about it. But they have the, they have this accent that they have an American accent, and it it really kind of establishes them as very other, very they're like they're like it separates them from the rest of the people on the show who are sort of um, uh, it sets them apart as being from a distant place, from a distant culture, from a distant. I mean, setting aside whether that American was chosen because of whatever it's saying about America, I don't really think that's it. Um, but that the director of the it might just be that they use a different accent to make them seem different. I see what you're saying. They're not necessarily. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't want to. I don't want to get into issues that like they're keeping slaves because. Europeans kept slaves also, right? That's not really yeah. – uh, but, but th- that it establishes them as an as a, as a alien kind of people coming in there, right, that they've got this. Everybody else has a British accent they're, or some from, sort of vaguely. They're from across the narrow sea. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're from across the narrow sea. Um, so it seems that you guys hadn't noticed it because much has been made of it online in the last – since they appeared. 
Oh, yeah, I don't. Season, I guess. I yeah, don't, I don't. I don't. I'm not online enough to hear to hear about it, and I just didn't notice it in the really, show. Didn't really think much of it. Really reading about it. All right. Okay. How many episodes are left? Do you know? I don't even remember which episode. Uh, uh, no this week's is the next finale. Yeah, oh. there's only one left. Yeah. When does this like? What day does it come out? I don't know. <laughs> it was just on. <laughs> Well, it, it might well, come I out. On I just watched Sun... it, but I didn't know if it just came out or not. It might come out on Sundays, I think. I'm not really sure. Oh, okay. I, I thought don't maybe you meant it like this. No, I don't, I don't really. Okay, I, I don't really know. All right. Yeah, I watched it yesterday, so I couldn't tell you. I don't. I don't mm-hmm. really know. Um, I don't know when they come out. So the first, it came out on the 29th, right? Which was a, which was a, I don't know what day of the week that was. I have no idea. It comes out once a week, Janie. Um, yeah, <laughs> yeah, there you go. that much out. Thank you. The 29th All right, hold Friday. on. Oh, Friday. So, it's so, out on Fridays. Well, and this yeah. episode six, yeah. Friday, October 6th, episode eight is the finale. Okay. All right. All right. Um, okay. I wanted to ask you guys if you've seen another show. Have you seen um, Wolf Like Me? I have not yet. No. Okay. I just was curious no. because I before was going to watch the first season, but um, hadn't gotten around to it <laughs> with a lot of these shows because there's so many. But I might be doing an interview, so I was just curious. But if people like that show, I gotta, I'm going to watch it. We'll see. But it sounds good. Um, I had wanted to see it before and just never, never got around to it. So we'll see. Uh, and also, Quantum Leap is. Uh, yeah, we mentioned that at the beginning of the show. It's back tomorrow. Tomorrow, so I thought, yeah, yeah, because I have that interview coming up as well. That will be posted after the episode. So either cool. tomorrow night or the following day, that will be up. All right. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we've got three shows coming. We've got also we've got. Loki. Uh, and Loki Karen, you were Loki. right. It's on Thursday. Loki this on Thursday, Thursday. yeah. Yeah. And Surreal Estate, I think, is tomorrow, right? Oh, yeah. Um, we I know. Yeah, Surreal Estate's good. I wish I had Disney screeners. I want to go watch Loki now. <laughs> That's the one thing I don't get. I got to go watch last year's season finale, which probably will make no sense, but whatever. No. <laughs> right, um, you always do that, don't you? Um, yeah. Yeah. We'll talk about We'll talk about both of those next week, then. So the only other thing before before you go, Jamie, I've been watching The Continental. I watched the first two episodes of The Continental, which is, is a good? John Wick spinoff. No, I don't think it's good. Uh, I mean, it has some. It has okay. Here's the thing. It has some. It, it's good in that it is. It's very highly stylized. To, it's set in the seventies, and it is doing a good job of grounding it. In, like the 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 scenery is good. The costumes are good. The um, uh, the it's fights kind of are really, yes. The fights are really good, as you would expect from a John Wick franchise. The story is convoluted. I mean, the great thing about the John Wick movies is like, okay, someone steals John Wick's car, and they kill his dog in the process, and we're off for four, for like two. To- the first total two movies are based on that, right? It's very simple. John's motivation is simple, and he kills, like, 200 people in those first two movies, at least. Then it gets more complicated and kind of dumb. 
Um, this, the Continental has a lot, a lot of characters that takes a long time for them to come together and they have a lot of motivations and it's just not as simple as a John Wick story should be, I think. Like, I don't need all these yeah, our, characters and motivations, right? There's a lot going on. Artie and I were waiting I for uh, all, three, all three to be out and we were going to watch them three nights in a row. I mean, I think you should watch it, but there's a lot of people that, like, I watched it with two friends of mine, and we were all like, who are these people? Why, can, can we just have one guy fighting? All, can Winston just fight all the time? Because that would be great, yeah, right? That's, that's why watch fair, because I feel like if you watch John Wick, that's pretty much what you're watching it for, right? Yeah. yeah. I also it, cannot... Keanu fight. And granted, he's not in it, but still, you want you expect that. I, I can't believe I'm going to say this, but the music is terrible. The music, every single really? scene... Every single scene has a 70s song that you totally know and with lyrics, and I find it incredibly distracting. Right. There's at least 15 songs in every – it's like an hour and a half episode, right? There's at least 15 or 20 songs in every show, in every ep- the first uh-huh. episodes. And, and it's, like, hugely distracting to me that I'm like, oh, that's Easy Top. Oh, that's, you know – You know, I'm curious so-and-so. if other that's- people feel like that because – Usually when they do that, like, a lot of people like it because of that. So I'm, I'm interested if, it, if it's distracting to just you or to other people. I, to me, I'm just it takes me out of the story 20 times per episode. It takes me out of the story. I, that's like, just, I find that interesting. Because, yeah, I mean, a lot of times that happens with shows. It's like you want the, the background music to be good, but sometimes it's got to be, like, atmospheric. Like, you can't – if yeah. you overdo yeah. it, it can ruin it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yep. There, there is a wonderful kick-ass female character that literally kicks many asses. Uh, <laughs> there's like a lot of, um, you know, and Winston and, and Sharon are in it. And so that's kind of gets more interesting in the second episode. I recommend you watch it, AJ. You might feel differently to me. Oh, yeah. I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm people... still going to watch it. I'm just a little disappointed that you, you haven't yeah. been enthralled by it. <laughs> yeah. Also, the terrible New York accents are terrible. Like, I'd say that Mel Gibson gets the closest, but he's just not quite there. And so, Mel actually, the first episode it? I watched, oh, yeah, that's, a, that's one reason why there's a lot of controversy about it, because there are people who believe Mel Gibson should never work again, right? Mel Gibson plays the manager of the Continental that Winston will eventually succeed. Gotcha. It's the story of how Winston came to control the Continental. Well, yeah, uh, yeah, Gibson, I know, where, I know where the story is going. So Mel Gibson plays this really horrible human being who's the boss of the Continental, who's not really a, um, I mean, he's more gangster than the than the Winston we know from the movies. You know, in the movies, the Continental is a very yeah. neutral space, and there are rules, and right. And it's a little bit of a gray area in in the 70s. But Mel Gibson plays a totally reprehensible person who surely will be killed by the end of the last episode um, by Winston. Um, yeah, he's in it. He actually has top billing. He's the first cast me- person listed in the cast. I mean, he's obviously the biggest star. Nobody in this is, yeah. a, is, a, is an actor I recognize except for Mel Gibson. And it's been kind of a controversy, and many, many fans – said and that they wouldn't watch it and people said they wouldn't review it because Mel Gibson is in it because some, you know, he he did some bad shit. 
said some bad shit. I mean, truly reprehensible anti-Semitic things. Um, and I don't blame wasn't people that, for like, not wanting. No, I don't. I don't blame people either. But wasn't how how long? I don't remember how long ago was that? Was that like ten years ago? It was more than once. It was like ten years ago, and then it was again like eight years ago. It's not like a okay. one-off oh. thing with him. Maybe I, maybe uh, I don't remember the second time. I remember the time with the cop. I yeah, remember that. It's been more than once. Uh, I think it's been at least twice, and he's just not a. Well, Gibson is not a. You know, that's not a. I mean. That might explain why I keep seeing all these movies that he's in that are like direct to Hulu. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think it's been hard for him to work, and the shit that he said wasn't like anything that could be misconstrued as you know anything other no, than no, no, really hateful. Yeah. Um. I mean, Michael Richards got canceled also, right? And I don't use I, I I don't mean canceled in a pejorative sense, like I'm trying to say he shouldn't be. But anyway, yeah, Mel Gibson's casting in this was controversial, um, and uh, I guess some people could at least take comfort in the fact that I'm sure he will be violently murdered next week. <laughs> <laughs> I'm surprised at the violence, actually. I thought. Because it's not, like, on the big screen with an R rating, we have a lot of violence in the Keanu Reeves movies. And I thought, oh, this is on Peacock. It's not going to be nearly as violent. Oh, hell no. It's really violent. (laughs) All right. So, all right. Moving on. Moving right. Well, I'm going to go. Okay. All right, Jamie. Have a good night. The thing I seen was talk to you next week. I think I mentioned that last time. All right. All right. Okay. Have have a good week. You too. Bye. 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 So back to Ahsoka. Back to Ahsoka, and and you remember my statement about how I yeah you weren't you weren't you weren't feeling things, and you think that because you don't know the history. Yeah. Which I, which could be part of it. I mean, do you did it land for you emotionally in a way that it did for me? The reunion with um, uh, Ezra and Sabine, yeah, uh, um, yeah, that was. I was, I was a little surprised actually by how happy Ahsoka and Ezra were to see each other. Not that they didn't like each other before or anything. Never, like they weren't. I, I never not. felt. There was like a lot of emotion there before. I mean, I mean, granted, with everything, you know, it's been so many years and everything. Maybe that has something to do with it. Um, I mean, it's funny you know, because I, I don't know. Actually, I wanted to ask you because I feel like these last couple episodes, because you complained—not complained, but you stated a lot that you weren't feeling Ahsoka. You felt she was too stoic, that she wasn't any fun and everything. Um, these last two episodes, I feel like they kind of upped the. Energy yeah. in I her. Think, have you have you I think felt she that? smiled more. I think she smiled more in this episode than in any. Like she and she yeah. joked around a little bit with Huang, and she yep. she showed some. You know, uh, yeah. I thought in this episode she was more, and and you know I don't think that's a reaction to fan comments because the whole thing was shot. It's not like it's not like right. in the old days when we had a twenty two week season and and the writers could react right. So she did seem to be a little more like she had a little more personality and a little more like she has zero charisma in a way that 
it's possible in Star Wars for like a Jedi to to not say a lot and still convey like a deep charisma or a deep right like yeah um uh, uh I think, yeah I think she's better. Yeah. I think she was better in the, the last episode and this episode in particular. But and she seemed genuinely happy to see Ezra. I I thought Ezra seemed a little old, and I wondered if, does he look? Does that actor look like the character in the comics? And is he? He just seems so much older than Sabine. Is he supposed to be like a big brother to her? No, I mean they're they're definitely uh, a brother and sisterly love, but they're the same age. I thought he, he might be a year I... older than her. I think right. it's the beard that makes him look older. Yeah. I definitely think it's the beard. Um and he's and he's a he was the Padawan, he's a force user, but he doesn't like to yes. use a weapon which seems pirate. Okay, so, stupid, so but whatever. All right, so okay, all right, well so so a character that you have not met and know nothing about, uh Kanan, who is the is the father of Jason Harris child. He mm-hmm. was a Jedi. He he escaped Order sixty six when he was a youngling, when he was a child. Uh huh. Um, and then he, he and then he grew up. You know, he grew up in secret and everything. And and then when he meets Ezra, he t- reluctantly takes him on as his Padawan and teaches Ezra the way of the Force. Um, but now, Ezra never became a Jedi. No, because there was no such thing as that at that point. I mean, you okay, know, I mean, they could, I mean, he, he, he could call himself a Jedi, but I mean, you know, and that's, I mean, a Jedi is a title in, in, in this, at this point in, in this aspect, okay. it's not, you know, or it's a way of thinking maybe, I don't know, but. Okay. But it's also a, it's like a black belt, not a black belt, like a coral belt, like Ahsoka is a Jedi, I, yeah. right? Or she, she would, she left the Jedi order, right? She was a Jedi, right? She left the order. So she's yeah. technically not a Jedi. Ezra you know, um, was not. But, could it, if the order but, existed, would Ezra be in it? Is he at the level? Is he a black belt, or is he just like like Sabine? He like is now. Sabine, but that, he yeah. is now. Holy shit! Oh, he wasn't before. Um, he wasn't before. I mean, he was. I mean, by the end of Rebels, he he was pretty badass. Um, I miss his old. I miss his original lightsaber. His original lightsaber. So he was like when when Kanan first started training him. Um, and he told he needed a lightsaber. He's like, I don't want a lightsaber. I like my blaster, you know? Um, so one night Ezra came and Kane is like, no, you're going to make yourself a lightsaber. So Ezra came up with this brilliant idea. He took his blaster and he turned it into the best of both worlds. When, when the lightsaber was not lit, it was a blaster, but he could also turn it around and, and it's a lightsaber. Oh, it was awesome. <laughs> Oh, and yet um, he achieved weapons it was actually, in this episode. Well, I know I'm getting to that. Yeah, and then and Darth okay, Vader okay. actually destroys his uh, his light his his gun lightsaber, um, oh. and then he constructs himself another one, which he gives to Sabine before he takes off. Okay. Um, yeah. So that's why when Sabine tries to give it back to him, he's like, "No, I gave it to you. I don't need it." And she's like, "Just take it." He's like, "Trust me, yeah. I don't need it." I mean, he's been alone oh. with his with his with his turtle friends for the last <laughs> however however many years it's been five like, five ten years, years ten years whatever it is five years yeah and so he's had nothing to do but hone his skills so he is ex- I mean I was I was pleasant I was I was like shocked but 
but in a good way, at how powerful he's become in the force. Because and I think oh, it makes he, perfect sense. Because he, he has no he weapons, has, and he's just been exactly. using the force for like, ah, he's basically been practicing and getting stronger yeah, exactly. in like other force. Yeah, in exactly. Force I was, I was. I mean, I I loved that whole fight scene. I was like, oh my god, Ezra's just tearing shit up. Like, like in the in the lore of Star Wars, I mean, just from that scene alone, Ezra is now probably one of the strongest, one of the not the strongest, but one of the strongest force users this, that Star Wars has ever seen. I'd no say way. probably that Star Wars has yeah, ever seen in, in in the canon universe. Yes. Between all the movies and TV shows and everything, yeah. The only person based on what like, you saw in this oh, episode, or based on what yeah. you know from I mean, the past? That, he's he is no based on what I saw in this episode. He is powerful as when it comes to being a force user. Yeah, I mean, I mean Vader people, is probably he fights people with no he has no weapon and he fights all these like yeah. I, I mean, he fights a he fights a uh, uh, a okay, not a Jedi, but um. Uh, I forget her name. Vanna, the blonde, the the blonde. Oh, um, of like, I forget her name. Vanna. Yeah, he has a weapon. He fights her without and, a weapon. He fights everybody who has weapons. He doesn't have one. He. I mean, are you saying he's like Luke yeah. Skywalker level? He's Anakin. He's a Skywalker oh, he's, level of he's, he's, user. He's, he's better. Like he's better than level. Luke. Luke. Luke was yeah. not. Luke. Luke was not a strong force user. He's better than Luke. I mean, he's not. Vader is, you know, player. obviously the, the strongest Force user. And I'd say, I'd say, I, I, from off the top of my head, with all the movies and TV shows and everything, I would say, in my opinion, Ezra falls to number three behind Vader and Kylo Ren. Really? Yep. But again, wow. he's had five five years or however long it's been to do nothing but train. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's a he's a meek farmer with his turtle friends. Yeah, they kind of run me a crab, but yeah. Uh, Whatever, turtle turtle crabs. I don't know. Yeah. So anyway, yeah. For me, the emotion of Sabine and 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 Ezra being together again didn't land. Sabine, to me, I mean, she to me, she's the best character in the show. She's the star of the show. She has the most. That actress has the most. I mean, I, I think she's outclassing Zoe Saldana, uh, Rosario Dawson on screen. But I appreciate that Rosario Dawson is being directed to be a reserve character, right? But Sabine shines in every scene she's in. She's. I did in this episode for a minute. I was like, she should be a better fighter. She she was trained Mandalorian. I'm like, oh wait, she's like twenty. Um. And hasn't trained probably since she was, I don't know, 15, right? Or or since she was 17 and now she's 22 or whatever. Um, I, I, so I also said earlier that to me, Thrawn appearing at the end of last week's episode and then being in this with all of his. By the way, that, that hologram stormtrooper who had like a human face, that looked terrible. That was some shitty. Yeah, I don't know me, what's up with that. Right? First of all, I don't want to see a stormtrooper face. The whole point of them is that you never see their face. Uh, I mean, it's not the whole point, but it's a point that they wear the, the armor, right? <laughs> that, guy, that guy, every time it appeared, I was like, I think I could draw better than that. But also Thrawn yeah. didn't have the menace. Enoch. He doesn't have the menace of a Darth Vader to me. Is Enoch a character that I'm supposed to know? 
well, see, and that's and that's actually, you know, and that's actually, I, I don't disagree. It's, it's funny, actually, I don't disagree with that statement. Um, I think part of it maybe is because, see, I feel like they should have made Thrawn much more menacing because, but yes, Thrawn's always been very. Thrawn speaks more with actions than like he's very commanding. Like he doesn't have that he, he doesn't have that presence that makes you afraid of him like Vader does. Mm-hmm. But people that know what he's capable of are afraid of him. You know what I mean? Like he's that person. He's that person. He doesn't speak. He doesn't yell or speak loudly to get his point across. He does it in his actions. And, yeah. I mean he's. You know, I he's very. I don't want to say that he doesn't get his hands dirty, but he's the type of guy to stand there in front of you and be like, you know, you know, and then like just like kind of like move his pinky finger and somebody over on his right hand side shoots the person he's talking to. You know, with just yeah. that little movement because so, you know, you know what I mean. Like Thrawn's that type of guy. So maybe I needed to see some of that, or maybe I need to see. Maybe part of my problem is that. Everyone on the whole show is like, oh, Ahsoka, stop about Thrawn. You, Hera, you and Thrawn, you're, they're all like, stop being so obsessed, Hera, he's gone. And no one ever is like, holy shit, if, that guy, if there's one chance that guy's alive, we have to, like, no one, right? Well, no actually, one acts well like, actually, actually, Hera and, um, and what's her face there? Uh, um, Hera Mon and uh, Mon when they have When they have, yeah. The, yeah, when they have the conversation, she's like, how, how, bad is this? You know, like, she's the only one that's actually kind of like, oh, shit, Ron. You know? Like, she's the only one that's taking any of this seriously. And her is like, well, and and you can kind of see the look of fear on her face. Yeah. I guess like, I, next- I just think for for the vast majority of Star Wars fans who, who don't know Thrawn, because he originated in the books, right? Like, and then he... Well, Thrawn, I have like, a funny story about that that I just found out. So, there is a series of legends called, um, you know, uh, Heir to the Empire, which is what Baloney is calling his movie. Um, oh, yeah. And, and it's a trilogy of books of, about Thrawn that I loved. Um, and then so when they introduced him into the canon universe, I was very excited for it. And um, apparently, I did not know this because already recently uh, on Amazon, he got, he got the trilogy. And I was like, you know, I was like, oh, you're going to love those books. And I didn't realize we didn't have this conversation until afterwards. The author of the original trilogy rewrote the books to fit into the current canon. Oh, really? So there's two so Thrawn. Already so there's two. Th- not what you read. Exactly. There's two Thrawn trilogies. There's the original Legends trilogy, which was the, which he, the guy wrote like 20 years ago. And now the one, he just rewrote it to fit this current canon. I was like, talk about rebooting your own oh. shit. <laughs> right. Look, at least they I was like, no, what they should have did. Yeah. Like, no, what he should have said was, no, you want my, my character? You're going to make my books canon. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, yeah, I but find yeah. him to not be, to not have the weight of a huge, big bad that he should. Uh, to me, to me, that is missing also. Um, I mean, I was not saying I didn't hate this episode. First of all, the star whales were back. That was awesome. 
Harris' whole, like, hearing was awesome, which, by the way, Senator, what's his name? He's definitely, like, an Empire spy, right? Like, that guy definitely, that guy's always like, oh, Thrawn, shut so up, Harris, I, court-martial you. Yeah, I, I, I thought the same thing, and I found out from Artie again. Uh, apparently, that's a, he's a character in, um, there's another animated mm-hmm. show called Rebellion, uh-huh. Or not sorry, not rebellion. Resistance um, that uh-huh. has po, that has that has Poe Dameron in it, and that character is in Resistance. So he's just a jerk. He's not Empire. Okay, just a. Um, but the, oh, I, and how about three PO? We didn't get to yes. talk about three PO. I heard his yeah. voice because and they did that so perfectly. He was kind of blocked. You couldn't really see him. And as soon yeah. as I heard Anthony Daniels' voice, I went, 3PO? <laughs> I was like, holy shit. I was like, that's a great cameo. It made sense. It was fitting. It worked. And I loved Chopper when, when he's like, we're going to take the word of some droid. And Chopper was like nuts. Oh, did, I don't know if you've seen, <laughs> but people went crazy with the memes of Chopper losing his shit. Oh, really? Chopper's like, boop, 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 yeah. boop, boop, boop. Yeah, he was like, that was great. I didn't see the memes, but that was great. Um, you're right. It was a cameo that made sense and fit into the storyline. It did not feel at all forced or, or shoehorned in there. Um, and it was a way also to, to like, you know, he, he's like Senator Organa sent this. Uh, it was kind of funny. They were like, we're going to take the testimony of a droid. Meanwhile, he, he's holding like a chip in his hand that is Leia's testimony, right? But it was a nice way yeah. to sort of include her. Like, because her character should be alive at this time. Is, well, her character is alive at this well, time. Well, is alive, yeah. Carrie Fisher has left us, but but Princess Leia, Senator Senator Leia is alive. She's, you know, it, uh, it's, it's, you know, it's post-Return of the Jedi. She's being a senator. It's, it's, so it was a nice it's, it's, acknowledgement it's before, of her character out there. Before Force Awakens, so. Yeah, it was a nice acknowledgement of her character being out there, too. I liked that. I like the whales. I like, you know, there was some good, there was a good fight scene in this. I, I didn't, like, hate this. I do not like the space witches because I'm just, it's funny because, uh, uh, like, the force is kind of magical. And, like, these witches, they can call them witches, or they could just be force users who use the force in a different way than we have seen before, right? Which is what I'm trying to I'm yes, to see they, they, exactly. They users. they use they like there's the there's the light side of the force, the dark side of the force, and then there's these women who are who they call witches, um, who make the dark side of the force look even more sinister because they they use it in a way to manipulate shit that is is, is yeah. in, inhumane on a level. Yeah, it's even worse than the dark side, kind of, right? Yeah, the way the way they the way they manipulate it. Is just uh, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So I don't know what's like gonna. Even, so I'm like even the dark side is like, ladies, you gotta stop. <laughs> I think the dark side has a code and some rules, right? Yeah. Um, because the dark side grew out of the. I mean, they like most of the dark side that we know of came out of Jedi training. Not all of them, and not as we go forward so much. But like, look, even Kylo Ren was trained at, at Luke Skywalker's Jedi school. Like yeah. the Jedi training, even after the Order disappears, the Jedi style and the Je- like, like people aspire to be Jedi still, right? 
and the dark side right. seems to almost all be fallen Padawans or people who were trained for a while. And then, like, you don't ever see, like, after Anakin becomes Darth, he doesn't have a Padawan. He doesn't train anyone, right? Like, or, or even, like, when Not in the Snoke Canyon is universe, trying to, no. like, when Snoke and, and, and Kylo are trying to get Rey, they're not really offering to train her. Like, I mean, they kind of are, but not really, right? But they don't have the same sort of setup on the dark side, except for this guy. What's his name? No. Uh, guy, the, the two who are Thrawn's... Balin? Henchmen. Balin and, and Blondie, right? Shin. Like, he Shin. has a... he has, Shin. She's like a sort of a Padawan. Whatever the dark well, side is. Yeah, I mean, they're... They're, 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 like, they're, like, neither. You know what I mean? They're, they're not, they're not Sith. No, they're freelance. Um, they're, they like, mercenaries. They're mercenaries yeah, is what they are, right? kind of, yeah. Like, I don't really consider him dark side. Like, he had some Jedi no, training. they're not. He seems to have a code. He, I want to know he, what, yeah. I actually, I want to know what his, uh, I want to know what his deal is, because he's, He's got he's got ulterior motives and I I can't wait till they reveal them. They better be good. I was wondering <laughs> if he could be if he could actually be like a quote unquote good guy who is in service to Morgan Elsbeth with with the intention of betraying her at the last minute. Like, would we see him betray her either next week or in the film when it comes out? Yeah, I feel like I feel like he has his own agenda, and yeah. it's not maybe not so much a betrayal as a his own reasoning for things. Yeah. Like, I don't think he cares Fair one enough. way or the other about their, their goals as long as he gets his. He has his own goal that remains to be seen. Fair enough. So, well, so, I look forward to next right. week maybe having some, when is this movie coming out? How long have I got to wait after I watch the show for this movie? Uh, a while. Because from, oh, what, from what I understand, at, at the very least, at the very least, we're getting season four of Mandalorian for the movie, and there's been rumors that there's going to be a season two of Boba Fett Andor. for the movie. Oh, and is there going to be Andor? Andor has nothing to oh, do Andor, with it. No, Andor, Andor has nothing to do with it. Andor, he already died in Rogue One. That's right. He's already he's long yeah. dead. <laughs> he's not. Unfortunately, there. there's a, unfortunately there's a season two of Andor, but that has nothing to do with any of this. <laughs> right, right. He still gets blown up in Rogue One. Yeah. Yeah. So. Um, all right. So I will surely forget all this by the time Dave Filoni's movie comes out. Probably. So, yeah. Probably. So. All right. So this brings us to our two uh, Apple shows and what we got left, I think, right? Yes. Um, which one do you so like you want... to take first? Let's, let's do Invasion first. All right. Some big stuff happened on Invasion this week. Like major story advancements this week. All involving children, even even the adults <laughs> who were involved. It was really about their children, because Anisha, it all you know. Yeah. Let's take Anisha first. Um, uh, okay, so they're still looking for Sarah, and they run into the hunter killers. Which, I, by the way, I loved that whole thing with the aliens. I mean, how did you, I felt like we got a really good look at them. How did you, how did you yeah, like that? What did that you was mean? a good scene. Um, I, and then, it, I thought the whole thing was great. Um, I liked that Luke 
is connected, but not the same way that um, that Cass is. Casper's definitely a lot more in tune for whatever reason. Um, I like the fact, though, that Luke got the the creature to stop, but as soon as he took his focus off, the creature was, you know, right on their tail again. Right back on them, yeah. Yeah. I kind of I, I, I kind of like the way you you pointed that out, how they have a different – like, Bert is very aware of his connection. And yeah. Luke kind of isn't aware of his connection. Like, it kind of sneaks up on him. And he can't – I mean, yeah. he can't really – Articulate it or understand it. I think, right? Right. Um, he doesn't know what the hell just happened to him. Um, but Casper is very. Casper's known all along. I think that he's the way he's connected. Um, yeah, that was pretty cool. The way he commanded it to stop, and the way it was sort of. I'm not saying I don't really know, and I'm not really sure what I'm trying to say here, but it. Like, was it triggered by emotion? Like, Luke is like, every now and then he's like, oh, I hear something. Oh, they're in my head. They're in. Like, he, he, he gets these kind of, when they're around, he gets these words and headaches. Yeah. But it was when his mother was in danger that he was like, stop, 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 right? Like, like I wondered if it was triggered, not triggered, or he can only activate it or doesn't even really do it except subconsciously when he sees his mother in danger. Or am I reading too much into it, do um, you think? And he just... I, I know what you're, yeah, I know what you're saying. Um, I don't know. I hadn't really thought about it on that level. Um, but whereas Cass, like, when we saw him in the hospital with um, Trevante and uh, what's-her-face there, and he was like, stop, and they just stopped. Whereas Luke, it was kind of like, it was trying to fight against Luke, you know? Yeah. So Luke doesn't yeah. have that same level um, of com- control or command, and now I don't know if that's because um, if it's just because Luke isn't as honed in as as Cass has been this whole time, or I don't know. I don't even know what I'm trying to say, actually. Um. Well, Cass was ha- well, Cass was having all those seizures and being like, yeah, like, and I guess it's like, is it the aliens causing the seizures? He already had a seizure disorder before the aliens came, right? So. Right. Is it the seizures that somehow allowed? Because they're an electro thing, electrical thing going on in your brain, right? Like, did that allow a level of connection that that Luke doesn't have? That's a good. I haven't really thought about it, but you're right. Luke can't. Luke's connection is not as strong, or his awareness is not as strong, or yeah. But when push came to shove, he was able to really like save the day there. And all those people, I loved the way everybody was like, "What?" All those people in the who previously, like, last week were like, Anisha's kicked out. She's a lying liar. Um, and there was no resolution on that. I feel like maybe next week they'll be like, get your freak kid away from us, right? Which I would be like, yeah, can that's... Luke please go everywhere with me? <laughs> yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how they play that out. Yeah. Um, and they sort of set aside the whole, like, search for Sarah thing, right? Like, they haven't found Sarah. So that will continue, I'm sure. Uh, Anisha's yeah. gonna not let that go, but I feel like yeah, are these people gonna be like your kid is too creepy, get rid of him, or they're gonna be like that kid needs to stay with us because he can fight aliens. 
Um, yeah. Did you see how, like, when, when it sort of, when think, Luke kind of collapsed on the ground and then it sort of kneeled, like it almost was mirroring his posture? Yeah, I noticed that, too. Um, to answer your question, I think I think we're going to have a split party. I think it's going to be kind of, I think that one guy that's been a bit of a jerk, um, I think he's going to be like, get that kid away from me. But, you know, I think there's going to be that, his back group of people and there's going to be other people that are like, <laughs> sticking with the kid, you know. Yeah, right. Yeah. Um, and then Anisha's, like, entire M.O. since the day the invasion has been, like, to lay low. She gets fake names. She acts like they're normal. She's, like, been hiding the shard. She doesn't, right? Like, it's like Anisha's worst nightmare, I think, for Luke to be revealed. I don't think she even knew he could do it, right? Like, he did it once before. No, I, no of, she didn't. Like, no, she had level. no idea. She, was, she didn't know. She was as shocked as everybody else. Yeah, he she had no idea. Similar, but not to this level, yeah. And it freaks her out. I no. mean, she's probably, I, I'm sure she's not a fan. Yeah. She's terrified. Like, some people would be like, like, some people would be like, you, like, maybe you'd be like, whoa, Artie can fight aliens. This is awesome. And then you'd be like, what? Artie, don't do that. We can't let anybody know that you can do that, right? I mean, Anisha yeah. is not going to be happy that they're exposed like that. No. So, so that happens. Then we have kids in France storyline. Um, there's a couple things I li- I really like that group of kids together, and I generally hate kids on TV. I mean, I don't hate kids on TV, but kids storylines are not always done that well. I feel like they continue to get the petty fighting and the tween interaction, pretty decent. Maybe not perfect, yeah. but, like, they, they're they not, like, they didn't just become little adults because there's aliens around, right? Like, they, they're really, I like that sort of constant bickering and fighting they have. And, I mean, I'm kids, but, like, like okay, so Artie's a little older than they are, and your younger son is a little younger than they are, right? But... They're getting that, I don't have kids, but they're getting that about right, I think, right? Like the constant, like, yeah. back and forth with these kids. Yeah, no, I think they did a good job with that. And I, yeah. I don't know if you and caught the, it, but I, I mean, at least, or if I'm, I mean, I'm just seeing shit, but I really like the scene when they find Cass and they all hug, hug it out. And Monty is kind of standing on, uh, you know, on the outside. And he, you know, he has this look of jealousy, not like and not like a malicious type, but you can see definitely it's like a sad jealousy because he, you know, even though he's been with him and he's been helping and everything and, and they're, you know, getting a connection with Monty Moore, you can see that he still, he, he doesn't, he's kind of jealous of that friendship that the three of them have. Well, because he was the school bully for years. Yeah. And now this yeah. is the price that you pay, right? Like that, but also, I think he kind of likes Jamila. Yeah, I kind of felt that same way, and I really hope they don't go there. I really, we don't need a a a little teenage love triangle, a teen romance. No, we don't. I totally agree with you, but I think he kind of likes her. Yeah, I got that feeling. Just as a friend, like like she's starting to see him as more than just the school bully, and she's kind of liking him as a member of the gang, right? Just as a friend. Yeah. I think he kind of maybe 
I don't know. They're really changing their tune with like he was such a jerk in the first season and in this episode we get the whole thing where he has realized his father his father's par it's yeah. not his parents' apartment. It's his father's love shack in Paris, right? Yeah. Yeah. Which I saw that coming a mile away. <laughs> I had a feeling right away. <laughs> yeah. Like if your dad has a separate apartment <laughs> um, yeah. I mean it could be just for work or it could be yeah, and there's, like, pictures of, like, I love when Penny was like, why is there peanut butter here? Our mother's allergic to peanut butter. We can't have peanut butter in our house. Yeah. And that's, like, kind of the moment yeah. where you're like, oh, that was the giveaway. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then and then later Monty has the picture, and he's like, oh, it's just not that he was cheating on my mom. It's that he looks so happy. That was, like, a yeah. knife through the heart right there. They're really yeah. changing Monty a little bit. I don't think they it's not like a Negan level of change I don't think they want us to forget that he was the bad guy but they're just giving him a couple of layers well I mean what they're essentially doing is you know he, yeah he was a bully but they're showing why he was a bully you know what I mean they're, they're so unhappy yeah and I mean that's I mean that, that's true I mean a lot of times you know I mean some people are just mean because they like being mean. Yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. There are plenty of people out there like that. But a lot of times, especially, you know, when you're younger, I mean, you know, the, a lot of times kids that are bullies, it's because they're being bullies because either they see it at home, they're being taught it, or there's, you know, a lot more going on there than, you know, a lot of times than you realize. Yeah. And, like, Monty, between, like, his responsibilities with his sister and then, like, this thing with his parents, like, he, he has – pain yeah. that he hasn't worked through, I guess. It doesn't excuse it, but they're giving him some... No. Um, uh, I mean, it really... That scene, it gives him a it reason. So that, it, it, gives, yeah. you know, it gives him character development. It gives him a reason. You know, at least, you know, it gives us an understanding, okay, you know what? He's not such a bad kid. Does, again, doesn't excuse what he did. He handled shit poorly, but at least we understand him now. Yeah. And that... that shot where where Cass and Jamila are hugging and, and Monty and everybody's like, yeah, yeah, for and Monty's off to the side looking a little kind of sad and jealous. It comes right after that scene where, you know, he's like, he's like, I'm really glad I came with you, Jamila, and even if we don't find Casper, like, we came here for a reason, and I'm like, he, he, he puts himself on the line a little bit and shows a little bit of himself and some friendship and you know I mean for a kid like Monty a bully doesn't ever maybe really speak the truth like that and he does and then he sort of gets I mean I'm not saying he gets shot down or he but he that door closes on him a little bit right there yeah it was it it was really great I really thought it was great the way those two scenes kind of were back to back there um meanwhile weirdo Casper appears to have been drawing on the who knows how long he's been there by himself in a gown drawing on the and he also grew like a foot and a half since the last time we saw him not that much but he, hit, <laughs> like, he shot up he, he looks much older yeah, well, than me. we 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 know that you know we we know that always happens unfortunately when you, you know for a year years apart tall wall grow tall wall he's a new tall cast um so but, I mean, it, it was nice to see that. I don't know where those kids are going to go from here, but it was nice to see that. Like, what do they do now? I don't know. 
Um, I mean, I do know because I've seen it, but um, like where the, now they found like the plan was to find Casper, but they didn't they don't really have a plan beyond that, right? No. Like, I guess they want to save well, him, but I, I think I mean I think I don't know how they get there, but I think they start their trek towards uh, Mitski because now there's a connection there because Mitski's been all up in that alien. She's heard, she heard Cass, or she's seen Cass in the, it, within the mind of, of the alien. So he heard, I feel he like that. Well, so, when did she see him? I don't remember, like, him? a vision of him. Like, like when she was yeah. – I, I, maybe she just heard him or something. I remember there was definitely yeah. a mention. She def, but she didn't know what the hell it was or who he was, but there was definitely a yeah. mention of it when she was entwined yeah. with the alien. I I kind of like the way Mitski's story went in this episode because at the beginning of the episode, it's more of the, like, I was really starting to get bored with her and Hanata because, again, it's like their love affair is the most important love affair ever in the history of the world and no one can understand. And, and like, Mitski's such a jerk about it all the time. And when, when uh, what's her name, the redhead? Her name is uh, the redheaded doctor yeah maya maya um she's always she's always like oh you need to tell me as a baseline so i can quiz you to make sure you're not losing your memory which i get and then missy's like this is too invasive and she's not wrong but she's always like refuses to talk about it And, and really i don't know why because okay so yes her her lover died and that's terrible but they didn't have a particular. They had a great relationship. They were in. It's not like she has huge. Reg, she has regrets that the spaceship blew up, but it's not like the kind of thing where like, oh, we had a huge fight right before she went up in space, or we were dysfunctional. Like they had a beautiful, great relationship. Um, yeah. And uh, like where her drama comes from, I'm a little like like at least two million people are dead, and almost like so many people on the planet have lost everything and everyone. And, like, she's such a drama queen about, like, I just want to punch her and be like, oh, my God, everyone died. Well, like, I, I, died. Honestly, like your, your relationship is no I, greater a loss than anyone yeah, else's. But, but, you know what, and not for nothing, I mean, everybody's selfish when it comes to their own relationship. They always, you know, everybody thinks that their okay. relationship is the greatest relationship in the world. I'm not saying yeah. I'm not saying I'm not saying you're wrong about your opinion about what you're saying. You're absolutely right. I'm just saying from her perspective. Um, I'm actually I'm more curious about that guy in the photo that she didn't want to talk about. Like, I, don't I don't know, know who that is. She was like, I don't know. Yeah, she's like I don't that even. I don't, obviously, like, a lot, you don't remember right? what, Oh, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Like I'm like, is that your brother? Did you have a boyfriend before you realized you were gay? Did you? I thought brother, right? Because she's gay. Uh, yeah. So. I'm. I'm. I actually, that was my first thought too that she had like a brother that died or something. Yeah. But I'm. I'm definitely intrigued by that. Well, my Hinata annoyance abated in this episode. Go ahead, AJ. I'm sorry, I was cut you off a little bit there. No, I'm sorry. I was just gonna say. Do you, I also feel like. And it's much, I feel like it's much too quick and soon, but especially considering she's still so hung up on Hamada, but I, I get the feeling like yes. Mia would like to her to move on with her. 
But like, yes, I don't know, I just feel yes. like she's a little too I concerned feel... about her. Yes, she's too intimate with her. I think she's hot for yeah. her. I think she likes her. I find her to be just a little too concerned, a little too attentive, a little too many questions about your love affair with a not. Yeah. I think she's attracted at, at a minimum. She's attracted to Mitski at the, like it is too soon for her to be in love with her, but it's TV time. Right. Like, it, yeah, I feel that. I feel it too. And I, there's nothing really on the screen, but All right, so I wasn't crazy. Feeling, right. No, you're not crazy. It's there. Yeah. There's definitely this. And you know what? Of, I, I was gonna say, and you know what the great thing is though? It's, and the same thing with Monty. It's very subtle. It's yeah. very subtle to the point where not everybody might see it or feel it. But the fact that we both, you and I both caught the subtleties of it, I really, I mean, it really speaks to the, to the writing and the acting on the show that we're picking up on some minuscule little things, you know? I think that's yeah. part of what makes, the, makes the show yeah. so good. No, I agree with you. Um I felt a little better about it towards the end of about about Misky towards the end of this episode because she, you know, the alien is like take off your helmet. Oh sure, I'll do that, and then it like brings her into this like <laughs> dream world, and, and she's like, now I I get that while while I while I think like Misky's a little overly dramatic about the important like her love affair is the greatest love that ever was. I do appreciate that the first human the aliens encountered was Hanata because she was literally up in space in a space station. She's the first person they killed. She's the first person they like sucked into their I mean the other astronauts also but for some reason they sucked in her consciousness or whatever and that this is the, and that, that also Mitski's the first person to sort of break their communication so this is the way they're communicating right now except for also like being in Casper's dreams or whatever but I get that's why it happened. Appreciate that by the end of this episode, like, Misky's like, oh, Hanata, I love you, I miss you, blah, blah, blah. Like, by the end of it, she actually was sort of faking the alien out and sending this yeah. Morse code with her hands as a way to... And, right? And then she's like, oh, I can find, I can talk to it and I can figure out its pressure points. And I'm like, oh, my God, you're actually, like, finally, you're not, like... We're not just in there, and I'll find her, and she's alive. But you're actually like, let's figure out how to like deal with these fuckers, right? Yeah. I, I thought it was a big. I don't know if it was. A, it, I don't know if I felt like she had a turning point in this episode, or the show just showed us more clearly what she's about. Um, mm-hmm. But I feel like I felt encouraged that maybe we're at the end of the like, oh, good Nasa, oh, Miss Kia, I love yeah. you. Kind might of finally be getting, yeah, might finally be getting there. So, um, mm-hmm. anything else? Because we just we should probably move on. All right, let's move on and hit our last show, which is the Changeling. Oh, I didn't love this episode. I did not love this episode. Um, yeah, it not a lot happened. Um, it felt like. I mean, we just got the perspective of what Emma was up to this whole time since she disappeared. Down, right? Like, I I thought that, okay, yeah. so I, I feel like I didn't like a lot of this episode because 
partly when we get Emma's side of it, it's venturing away from horror and into like I don't know what, but the thing with the fairy tale and the book and all this like uh, stuff on the island is beginning to I don't know, and it's magical and it's hidden and she'll never find her way back, but she does. And is Emma special? Like all that is, I'm not. I don't know. Like, I should be more into finally getting an episode from Emma's perspective because it's all been Apollo until now, right? And yet right. I felt that it was really... And then there was the whole... I'm sorry, the whole subway tunnel thing was ridiculous. And that terrible. was weird. Right? The guy was kind so of entertaining, but that was weird. Apparently, people living in the subway tunnels under... Grand Central for over a hundred years, uh, and it was all a little bit. There was a comedic undertone that I didn't like, a whimsical undertone that I didn't like. There was this whole like, I, I feel like they could have referenced the sort of New York City legend of the of the of the tunnel people, without like. I didn't I thought it was too lighthearted. Right? I guess my problem maybe is that this is a show about a mother who killed her baby and beat her husband almost to death because like it might be a changeling. And then to have ah, this but guy it's not a baby. But it's not a baby. <laughs> but to have a guy who kinda looks like a clown riding a scooter and speaking with in like in rhymes like it all felt a little too yeah, that's new whimsical to fit with yeah, no, the agree. show that I'm watching. Um, I also was annoyed because I was like, don't these people have any clothes to give Emma besides the bloodstained clothes she was wearing when she killed her baby? Like, she wore the same clothes. She swam in the, is that the East River? <laughs> she swam in the river yeah. like four times wearing the same clothes. I'm like, can they get Cal? You got any clothes for her? Um, so she doesn't get caught by the cops. For me, the whole underground railroad business was really part of what, I don't know. What do you think about the whole yeah, part the un- where, <clears throat> go ahead. Go ahead. Did it no, bother you as much I as me or am I, over, am I overreacting a little or did it bother you too? Um, yeah, I was questioning the whole underground thing too. I was kind of like, what the hell are we watching right now? Um, yeah. Yeah. Which had nothing to do really with anything, right? It was just a safer route to the city. Yeah. Yeah, which could have been like going through the tunnels and it could have been with rats and sewage like is what we expect to be down there, right? Uh, it also was like super, like the, almost this whole thing took place at night underground. And uh, I don't know, you know how I feel about dark shows lately. It's getting on my yeah. nerves. Um, but I, yeah, I, I don't know. I feel like it, it's just getting away from what seemed to be a really good story about 
it was a horror story, but also there was like some paranoia and what happened and what didn't happen, becoming a little more real and concrete that it's all real. Um, what is the whole part where she believes that Brian is alive? She believes the deal that Cal made with her was like, if you kill the changeling, your baby will live. And Cal's like, I never told you that. I told you you get on with your life. I didn't tell you that the baby would get on with his life. And she's like, no, he's alive. I'm going to find him. And Cal's like, I'm telling you, no person ever found their baby ever. And she's like, I'm going to find him. And I'm not sure how I feel about, I feel like where this is going is that she will find him. And I don't know if that, I don't know that, could be what that they I want see, us to think. maybe, I, I don't see Emma as the super mom who saves her baby. I, I'm, and I don't mean that to go against Emma, but she, I don't know. Emma, well, you know Emma here's didn't, the thing. Here, here's the thing for me about this whole thing. How does she give birth to a changeling in the first place because of the witch in the, in the uh, right. whatever country she was in? In Brazil. Or the photograph. Like, somehow the photograph is related, right? Because, oh, and by the way, how about the part where it was the sister who threw her off the Satellon Ferry? The sister's yeah. on it. Well, in, oh, in a good way, though. Like, I, I, I mean, like, if... It was like she did it to help her. I'm not not condoning her sister throwing her off the ferry. But it was like. um, If I ever ask you to help me by throwing me off the Staten Island ferry, please don't help me. Right. But (laughs) and her her sister says, like, I'm doing this, like, so that you won't be like mom or so we'll know. Because remember their mom, like, tried to burn them up in a fire. Their mother set the house on fire. Right. Yeah. Maybe their mother thought they were changelings. Maybe. But they seem to not be. And you know, and you know, and something else that, uh, yeah, and that's something else. I mean, we've got a couple of loose threads going right now too, because we saw Dina Porter hanging out on the dock at the end of that one episode. Haven't seen her since. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, And you know, and you know, last week, and I'll tell you, I I was suspicious of William the whole time. But he went batshit last episode, and then you see him. He saw the painting or the the picture when he was oh, yeah, in, in the last uh, episode, yeah, in in, in, in he, wherever the hell he, he was with his daughter. That ran- with yeah. a, he supposed like he yeah, said he she killed killing. the daughter. They they say he he killed her. Like I'm confused on that whole front too. But I think William is like truly an evil presence. Like he also sort of changed his appearance yeah. last week, but, but yeah, he was on the street in like Norway and saw the picture and apparently whatever happened Norway, that's what it was. to me, to me that like didn't make sense because the way it was set up, like wouldn't like hundreds of people on the street in Norway become possessed if they like, why him? Right. Like how come everyone in Norway who sees it isn't like I, murdering their children? Yeah, but that's what I was, but we don't know that yet that he did. I mean, I mean, you know, Grace said he did. He claims Grace killed the kid. You know, I mean, it's all yeah. we don't know yet. It, it, I'm not taking anything at face value yet. But the fact that yeah. Williams, the fact that William hunted out um, Apollo, you know, yeah, and yeah. I, I'm pretty sure that I'm pretty sure Williams behind that website too. 
Oh, yeah. Well, oh, yeah. I think William's totally behind it. I think William is the guy who, and I think, uh, and William was sending the messages, the disappearing messages to Emma with the baby pictures. He was stalking yes. Apollo, taking the yeah. pictures, and somehow sending these Snapchatty yeah. kind of things to Emma to freak her out, right? Yeah. Like, he drove the whole thing. And, like, did the picture possess, like, the whole thing with the photograph is kind of, you know, it turns out that she wasn't photographed by this guy. He walked away and she took her own photo while he yeah. was not there. It's not clear if that was yeah. a setup, if she did it without us. Not like all that. I don't know. That was still kind of creepy. But like when you send Emma down the rabbit hole with like the Cheshire cat driving her around on a scooter or whatever, <laughs> uh, that kind of thing is. <laughs> Like, they were kind of, and you know what, they're losing with the book, like, with the nursery rhyme, and the bit where, like, I feel like there's only a couple episodes left, and I think there's way too much to time. I, I don't. Well, there's only, there's only, there's only two episodes left. Two, two left, right? I don't yeah. have a lot of hope that they can tie all this together, his father and the, and the book and the nursery and the, rhyme. Say, and the father, too, because it's this book and the father, and yeah, there's a lot to tie in. Now, and is, this, uh, is, this supposed, is this supposed is this supposed to be a limited series or is there maybe a season two? I think it's I'm not limited. Sure. I think it's limited. I thought it was limited, but um, I mean, but you know what? Limited series definition. Look up the, the definition of limited series, and you see uh, a show that is self-contained in one season, unless the ratings yeah. are really good, and we'll find a way to do season two. Well, the thing is that it's based on a novel. So it's it yeah, kind of that is true. like end when the novel ends or does it end when well that's the thing I mean to end it right two epi- well that, well that's the thing is is the novel ending in two episodes or is there a plan for a season 2 to finish the novel because I don't I mean I've never read the novel I so I don't know like you said there's a lot to wrap up in two episodes Yeah and I don't really want to look at the novel because I don't want to find out what happens, right? Right. Um, I mean, yeah. I don't know. We'll have to see what happens. This, this we'll switch see. to Emma's point of view was a little weird. How about that part where Emma was in the library where, when Apollo comes in yeah. with the gun? And he's like, where is she? Where is she? Where is she? Um, she I feel like that's one of those shock value things. Yeah, but she didn't really have any point. Although she appears to yeah. maybe still love him. You know, he was kind of a jerk to her. Like, the whole time she was like, well, well, granted, I mean, if, your wife, I mean, if your wife was like, it's not a baby, you'd yeah. be like, honey, you need some antidepressants, right? <laughs> yeah. And, and not only that, but like she's like, look, look, look at the text. Look at the disappearing text. And he's like, what? There's nothing on your phone. You know, so, I mean, I get it. Yeah. You know, I mean, and, and, he, and he could have been a little more understanding, um, but at the same time, she got to a point where she was pretty out there. So I get why after a while he kind of lost his shit. But, um, yeah, it's just the whole thing is insane. <laughs> yeah. I shifted nerves a little. So I fully expect that he's going to be the hero, not Emma, of the show. Um, I don't know that we even because... get a hero. I mean, I mean, I don't even know how it. You know, it might not have a happy ending. I mean, it's a fairy tale. Um, 
Yeah. You know, I do. I did. I did really like the part where um, where she where Cal says to Emma, um, your you know she's like if my husband's still alive he'll come looking, and you know and she's like and Cal's like, short of being a god you can never find this island and Emma's like ha you know because the whole thing I am the god Apollo and. Oh yeah, and you're kind of going where I was with the idea that that he'd be like the hero or whatever. Because I am the God Apollo, um, that he, not that he's going to have powers, but that he has resolve or that he has, right? Like, I don't think he's going to turn yeah. into a superpower, like a god, literally like a god, but I do think that he, this I am the God Apollo. But who, but who knows? Who knows? Because the way this, you know, I mean, there's definitely a supernatural element to this whole thing. So who knows where they end up going with it? You know, I mean, he could be like... Yeah. I, I, I don't think this is the case, but it could turn out that he is a god and he's been, well, you know, no memory and he's been living on li- living on Earth this whole time since childhood, as, you know. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm just I'm spitballing yeah. here. I'm not. Yeah. And, like, <laughs> yeah. And, and maybe we don't think that, but he has a creepy mama who knows more than she's letting on, right? They both yes. come from. Absolutely. Like, is, is Absolutely. this just like the worst case scenario of two people who never should have got together who come from, uh, I don't know, affected yeah. families or, right? Like they, they're both from, I don't know. I know, but I'm telling you, on my next vacation, I'm not going near any creepy old ladies for sure. But, <laughs> right? Especially if you're told not to. Right? Yeah. Lesson learned. But, I mean, I still like it. This was not my favorite episode. I think this was, my least favorite of the episodes we've seen, but that doesn't make it bad. A bad episode. Um, no, yeah, it exactly. It's still better exactly. than some other bad things that we watch. Um, this for sure. Is very true. Yeah. Don't make yeah. it better than AHS. Oh yeah, AHS man. I, I I don't know how long I can keep that up. So, all right. So I guess is that it for us tonight? That is all. Finally, I think it is. Ran, 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 right. We ran Long a little night. over, but we're sorry we'll about have to that. Do better with our time consumption we'll... next time. We blame Jamie because she was late. We talked about AHS way too long. <laughs> I know because we were killing time. It was not. It deserves yeah. about a seven-minute review, and that's it. Yeah. Yeah. So. All right. We'll All see right. where we go next week. We'll do better. All right. We'll do it again next week, people. Karen, have a great week. Thanks, you too. Enjoy your time in the in the office. So, yeah, I'll try. <laughs> All Thank right. you, everybody out there in podcast land for listening to us babble. Right. Stick a fork in this. We're done. Good night.